0: What's up, y'all? Happy Monday. Welcome hey. back. Welcome back to Chill to Action on the Call to Action Network. Hanging out. You know me. It's your girl, Danny Joy, right here with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul DeNizio.
1: Favorite co-host. You say it every week. I don't know. Do you really mean it? Do you really mean your favorite? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it. I'll, I'll choose to believe it either way. It's me. It's me. It's BLD. What's going on? Happy to be here. Happy to get this one. This is one that's been a long time in the works. It's finally here.
0: that is right we have definitely been anticipating this episode for a very long time almost since the inception of chill it is the one the only your favorite mr eric rodriguez aka nerd chronic
2: hey guys thanks for having me it's great
1: to have you on man i mean we've been talking about like we did the inception of chill we are talking initially about we're going to have the Schmodown pros on and all the competitors and everything else. But we want to also get down and dirty, get behind the scenes. Who else brings the Schmodown to life? And let's face it, down behind the scenes, there's only one person that was at the top of our list. It's Merechronic it's because their promos are the things of legend. Uh, they add so much to the Schmodown. that I'm not going to just, like, blow smoke up your ass, but they <laughs> add so much to the Schmodown that it's, it's, I can't imagine the down without your work.
0: Eric, thank I cannot you. Yeah. tell you how many times you have made me cry <laughs> <laughs> in the past years that you've been hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Eric. Your award 2020.
2: Thank you, champion.
0: <laughs> yes, Eric. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday. Monday.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy to be here. Um, like a crew was saying before, uh, what is a Monday anymore? Really? It's it's uh, Mondays are just uh, one more day in the work week for me.
0: I only know it's
2: Monday because of (laughs) chill. That's very true. I tell you every day. It's only
1: I chilled action. It's chilled action day. That's got to be a Monday. That's the only reason. Yes, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Eric,
0: thank you so much for hanging out with us. We know that you're that you are in the chat every once in a while with the show, so you're familiar with it. And as usual, we always like to ask our guests the same question: Why Schmodown? How did you start? In how did you get involved with the Schmodown?
2: Uh, So yeah, I've been like, I've told the story, I think in a couple different places, like in some extent, some form or another, but I wanted to specifically say on here, because I kind of told some of you, I think in person when we met, and then I wanted to kind of explain it on camera, like on record, uh, uh, finally, uh, which was that uh, I started uh, in 2018, uh, actually 2017, I started a podcast with some friends of mine, and Mm -hmm. that developed into the brand of Neurochronic. Um, and so I, we were, it was just a podcast. We we're just doing it for fun. Like we weren't really looking for like any attention or any claim. We just did it just to have something to do between the, the four of us. And then, uh, that developed into something that became kind of my own because the other guys, they, we couldn't meet as frequently. So they start to drift away. We're still friends. Um, they just live on like the complete opposite side of LA, which is like a two hour drive in certain days. Uh, and so it's hard to uh, kind of commute for the podcast for that uh, as frequently as we wanted to. But I took on the brand uh, going into 2018. And then in March of 2018, I was just kind of at like a unique crossroads in my life where I just really wanted to just do more uh, like creatively. I just I it was like one of those moments in your life where you just think like I, I, I feel like I really need to just do something else. Like I need to like fulfill my life and my sense of being in some more uh, creative fashion. And that coincidentally was around the same time they were introducing or announcing the first Shmoedown Live event in uh, March 2018. And so on a whim, just with that in mind, I bought a uh, VIP ticket to go to the first live event. I went, I sat down in the uh, front row or second like front row uh, with the other VIPs and it was my first live Shmoedown event. It was also like kind of my first event like integrated with modem because I, I was a casual fan of it through late to the party and uh some of the handful of matches i seen before okay. but this was like my first thing going as like a thing like a fan going to out of my way to f- experience it and um i had like an amazing time and that was when the vip tickets were a little more loosey-goosey so afterwards <laughs> like, it wasn't just like you get to take a picture you walk off it was like we all kind of like just mingled around the stage for like half an hour like talking with like the competitors and like hanging out it's kind of like the fan expo what it was that's spectacular but it yeah. was like that which it, w- it was just unplanned though it's like we didn't they didn't really know what to do so it was a really great experience. And that's actually where I met uh, Dwayne uh for the first time. Uh, you know I'm very Andrew. So <laughs> <bit. video>, <laughs> 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 I'm in the middle of my story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good cameo right there.
2: Uh, and I'll get into that in a little bit too. <laughs> um, but uh no, it's actually where I met Dwayne that night. Uh he was in the row in front of me and uh we, we talked a bit. Uh, just amongst uh, ourselves and we got to know each other a little bit and it was funny because the next day after that i went uh, i randomly got an invite to a press screening for ready player one uh, in beverly hills and so i went there and uh, coincidentally Dwayne was there as well so we met each other again the following day and we remembered each other so we started talking again a little more and um actually in that same night i also met janine and our buddy raul raul rodriguez and uh, that I, I ran to Janine and we, I recognized her. I someone recognized her. And then uh, we exchanged information for like whole, the purpose of social media, integrating and like networking. And I got her Instagram handle and I saw her name was Janine. And I was like, oh, you're Janine the machine. And she's like, yeah, like that's me. I was like, oh, I was at the showdown event last night. She's like, oh, that's really great. So we started talking and like uh, chatting a bit. And we kind of kept in contact a little bit from there. And uh, I found out shortly later that she lives in the same hometown as me. Uh, Or in the same area in uh kind of central california in fresno and uh i uh really liked her from there because like she was just someone that i you know admired from the show also like she kind of had like a hometown feel for me when we talked and it was like she was a really sweet person and uh so the following months i went to the two more live events that we did that year and each live event that i went to i would make a fan-made promo video of the event uh, i would just shoot it on my phone like from the crowd i would right. shoot footage of like the entrances and like the wins and, like the big moments and i would go home and put it on my computer and like start editing with clips from previous matches and every time i would do it christian would retweet my um, stuff and say like he really loved it and so i was like oh great so he messaged me the second and third time asking if i could send it to them directly so they could post it and i was like yeah of course so like that's when i uh, sent it to them and i was like he i guess kind of kept tabs me th- um, through that and, uh, in October, I think it was, uh, around Halloween, Janine had a, uh, art exhibit in Fresno, uh, and she was, uh, uh selling her Pennywise painting that she right. had made. I've uh, seen that and, one. Yes. Yeah. And so I went there, i happened to be in town that weekend. So I went there, uh, it was, a, it's a little, like 45 minutes North of where I live, but I went there to go, you know, see her, support her. And I actually ended up buying the, uh, art, the piece of art as a gift for someone. And I, uh, couldn't grab it the next day when they had we're going to sell it or give it out to people who bought the paintings so i left had to go back to la and i messaged her online i said hey i bought the painting but i didn't have a chance to grab it could you possibly bring it the next time you're in la because we were thinking about going to halloween horror nights related to the party that year right. and i was like i'll grab it from you there and she me back she was like hey well actually i'm gonna be filming a match uh next weekend do you want to come to the studio and watch and i'll give it to you there and I was oh. like absolutely yeah I'd love to so uh, that was my first in to get into the actual studio and I was uh, uh you know it's I if anyone will tell you this they have the same experience when you get to get to the studio for the first time like just not as a fan or like a patreon thing just getting in there as like as an invite um and it's weird because like they treat you like family right away like they really do and uh, so when you walk in you feel like you're allowed to be there, but you also feel like you're not supposed to be there because no one's acknowledging you because <laughs> you're just like, oh, hey. And like Mark Ellis walks by and you're like, at first, you're just like, oh my God, that's Mark Ellis. But he just, he's like, oh, hey man, like what's up? And he's like Hi. being super nice as he always is. Um, <laughs> I was like trying to blend in as best as I could. I was hanging out with Janine and a while they were there and uh, Christian saw me. So Christian walked in, he came by and he walked up to me. He's like, oh, hey man, it's good to see you again. And so I was like, oh, hey, it's good to see you. So he recognized me from the previous various like like five second moments that we had met at the earlier events and other uh, places. And he asked me, he says, hey, when you get a chance to can I talk to you about something and I was like, yeah. So uh, shortly after that, we went to his office and uh, we sat down and he asked me, he says, hey, uh, so I really love what you're doing with the promos. Uh, would you be interested in potentially doing it full time for us next season, which would be season six? And I was like, of course, like hell yeah! And uh, so he said, Let's keep doing what you're doing for now. Um, you know, we that was in October, so we had about two more months left to filming. And uh, he's uh, said, give me what you can for the matches that we have coming up. And uh, at the start of season six, we'll get you in here to start doing all the promos like from then on. And so I did a promo for the uh, singles tournament that year, and a promo for Bibbiani versus Roka for the title shot, and then my first go around, like the first like real test I had that year at the end of the year was uh, this spectacular three promos. I did all the promos for all six matches that year. And it was huge. It was like a rigorous, like endurance test, like, and that was when I didn't have my style down. And like, I had like kind of notes from Christian how to like structure it. So they were all like six minutes each. And uh, so they're super long. Uh, But it was like a really unique experience trying to get in there and like, Leasing really my teeth into how the show can be structured from an entertainment standpoint for like these short form narrative things and then uh season six in january 2019 that's when i started officially and then i was part of the down that's
0: nuts and
2: yeah. then you got a feel <laughs> <laughs> of approval you uh, uh, the that means a lot uh, that
0: definitely
2: means a lot <laughs> yeah. uh, i love walking by and i love walking by and just uh every time i if, i don't even know if dagino's there i just hear him go nerd
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: always working somewhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like Bobby Gucci is always around.
1: But, uh, you mentioned that, you mentioned about Christian and giving you notes. Does Christian give you notes now? Like, Have is that ever slow? Does he like just leave it to you now more? Or is he just as just as as big into it as as ever?
2: uh very quickly he didn't give me many notes so like was spectacular was the one because that was when he had like a specific vision of how he wanted like the narratives to play out for like all the matches and like kind of had like, the interwove with some some of them because people were playing twice and over and stuff like that and um so he had like a, a breakdown of like the beats he wanted to hit hmm. and having that i have like a pretty good recollection of the entire show like history of the show now like who did what where they came from what they did what they said and so he rarely ever gives me notes unless he has like a specific upcoming story point that needs to be kind of emphasized for certain things like when shannon was going to be announced as manager i knew that was coming and so he messaged me shortly before spectacular saying like hey uh make sure you include the moment in uh the Interdictum San Diego match when Mike and Shannon came out together and like he kissed her. I was like, it's already in there. So I was like already way ahead of you. So like he's like perfect. Um yeah, there's only ever times where like, yeah, I might not be aware of something like that. And like he might say like, hey, make sure this is in there just so like the we have we built it up the proper way. Um, But for the most part, he has left me alone uh with the work and he trusts me a lot, which I do appreciate like a great deal. And, uh, when, um, I think it was the first time we met, like after we discussed like the promos and what he you kind of wanted, he asked me, like, do you, like, so do you know, do you know wrestling? I was like, yeah, I do. So he said, do you know the stone cold versus versus the rock WrestleMania promo? Uh, I was like, absolutely, like, Sorry, like, that. like, yeah, Paul, you know what I'm talking about. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know yeah.
0: like, this much yeah. about your time.
2: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that that was, like, uh, that promo in itself was a huge inspiration for, like, the kind of way I do style my edits and, like, kind of the, like, kineticism around it and, like, the momentum. And, like, I think that was an inspiration to me when I was growing up watching edit, edits and video packages like that. And so I think we did click right away. I think that's what he does. Like, I think quite he does appreciate my work because I kind of did get his vision right away for what the show needed.
0: That's amazing. Eric, how long have you been editing? Like, how long have you been doing content like this or just editing videos the way that you're doing for the Schmodown now?
2: Uh, I've been editing, like, uh, editing as I have been and now for about... 15 years now um i started in in like early high school and uh i but when i was a kid though i I, when i was a kid i would uh have my dad had like those big you know camcorders from like the 80s uh, with the whole vhs (laughs) in it and uh so i would uh use that i would go home after school and i would shoot like with like my little toys like uh stories and i would edit in the camera so i would like shoot with the camera hit stop change the scene around change the shot hit record again, get the shot with the thing, hit stop and do on doing. I would edit just by doing it, cutting and cutting the camera. And uh, so I was editing in my mind and I, I think that actually helped me because that's actually how I edit when we shoot. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, Alex, fair enough.
2: Yeah. Um, when, when, when we're shooting stuff, I'm able to kind of see the edit in my head as we're doing it. So I know I can remember okay, this, there's a moment in here where we need to cut because like they said, they, they did a retake. Um, this thing isn't, is kind of going on a little bit too long. I'll, like, I'll, clean, I'll shave that up when I get to it. So I'm able to kind of keep in mind like beats that I know I had to hit when I get into the editing bay to actually put it together. Um, but then in high school, I actually got my hands on editing software for a video class that I took uh, which was uh, yeah, just for like kind of general video editing, and that's when I fell in love with it for sure because I just I loved piecing it together. I would be in there like a huge nerd, during lunch, like just editing stuff for projects, like for fun and everything. And uh, the following year, my second year in that class, I was actually like teaching half the students how to edit because I was like my the teacher like liked me enough. He would just let me kind of like handle it, like the other half the students that he couldn't get to in time. And uh, yeah, it was like I just fell in love with it very quickly. So I went to college for it, and I I learned uh, multimedia and editing for uh, my my degree. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Very cool, man.
2: Yeah. JP, who (laughs) was I "Love that uh,
1: (laughs) absolute monster," and it's absolutely true.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) No, it genuinely has. Watching the Schmodown go from uh, the early stages into what it is now, I truly believe that these promos have really elevated. the the performance factor of it and and it's really great to see you so involved with it and and to see so many people appreciate what you're doing with it did that ever take you by surprise like the love that you've gotten from this community the love that you've received from every single person inside of this community
2: uh, uh yeah i think i did because like you, you know it, it is as an editor like with the the kind of crux of editing uh, or good editing is that you never really notice good editing. You only really notice bad editing. Uh, like that's like, that's kind of like the crust of like for film, for feature films and television. Like you never really compliment like how well this is edited. At least general audiences don't. And so when I got involved with this, it was like a kind of surreal experience seeing early on when people would call out the edits and like the promos and stuff and how, uh, how much it improved their uh their experience of the show. Um I think it was in the start of 2019 when I started doing the promos. Uh Christian had the idea of integrating the uh you know the promo packages, the trash talking segments with the like story segments. So it's like one cohesive thing. Um and he I think I kind of built that off of the fact that i did that in the spectacular promos because i did that first there um with the talking heads that we had and then i think we moved into doing that full time in 2019 for season six and i saw in the comments right away that people were saying like it's much it feels much better it moves the show along like a lot quicker and it's just like it's uh, such a uh, much more entertaining like uh, piece to just watch that kind of all come together like as one thing and so like uh that was like really uh fantastic to feel for me uh you know, coming from as an editor who has done projects before where you're kind of just blending into the background, you know, you're not being like really called out for your work. Um, it is really nice to be part of something where people acknowledge uh, that, that there's something kind of going into the work that has something here for uh, what I do for the show. And um, I think Drew always likes to point out that, you know, it's, uh, it is very rare when you see um, a piece of entertainment where people constantly acknowledge like the editor as like someone that they appreciate for like how they're enjoying, how much they're enjoying the show. Absolutely. Don't worry. Don't worry, Drew, we won't <laughs> forget. We know, we're definitely,
0: we know.
1: definitely
0: <laughs> in the side of my mind. Like I'm pretending she's actually like in my room.
1: So I <laughs> I actually, I don't throw these questions up too much on the chat initially, but Peggy had a question that uh, it relates to a question that I was thinking in my head. And she wants to know, she asked uh, if you sit there mentally time stamping moments while watching the matches in the studio or live. And my follow-up and related question to that would be as a fan of the Schmo down now has being editing, like and having to do that kind of fashion, does that ruin your enjoyment of the matches anymore? Uh, as much as you watch them and still enjoy them as much Or is it all. I got to, I got to make sure I put that in there. I got to make sure I gotta <laughs> put that in there. You know? Uh
2: Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of like what I mentioned before, which is I, I am able to kind of, uh, Cut in my head as we're taping. So as we're taping, if there's a challenge, I know like okay, I, I mentally check in my mind. There's a challenge here. Make sure to put the graphic in. Make sure it's the right graphic. Um, if there's like you know a cut here because I have to do a retake, make sure like I, like I don't miss that. If there's something that they mess up as far as like continuity, like make sure like I don't put that in. As far as like if they spoil something from like a match that didn't air yet, because sometimes we shoot it out of order. So yeah, I'm able to kind of keep tabs on what I do in my head when we're um, when I see it and um like there is a lot going on uh, for the matches to the point where i am i i when i started i was able to just go and sit down like everyone else and watch the matches and enjoy myself but now i am part of the crew i'm part of like the the show i have to kind of like run around and do like a handful of different tasks as they are taping so i can't enjoy it as much when we're taping but i do love seeing it when i'm editing it you know i get to edit it i get to rewatch it three times over for my passes to do and so i do know the show very well once that match is finally cut and ready to air
1: Perfect. another question i will throw because because i, I want to make bobby gucci has a question for you and how do you decide what to cut when you're editing his promos? Because obviously you're, there's so much gold you're leaving. And do you ever keep the outtakes? We ever ever get any outtakes from from Bobby Gucci's uh, intelligent ramblings?
2: There's a there's a lot there's a lot that I had to cut from you know uh, Gucci and Kaiser and uh, Paul Preston and a lot of people who have like great material you know but it's just, and Knapslock but it just like, for you know the package itself it just doesn't fit sometimes the music like in the pacing from like the other competitors it doesn't like quite match. Um, so it's all, it's all about like the, the narrative and kind of like the entertainment value of it. I kind of let that drive what gets left in um, there, but everything is gold. Like really, these guys are super funny. And like, it, it hurts me to like cut out like some of their best bits. Um, there was a whole bit, I guess I, I could I could say this in um, the other couple versus who's the boss promo. There's a whole bit where Bobby Gucci was talking on a, a shoe phone. <laughs> <To> Roxy, <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't make the cut <laughs> uh, was, it, it, it hilarious but it just it didn't like match with like the kind of like tone that the odd couple is bringing in and like the kind of way bateman and riley kind of came at him again so like it, it just it didn't like fit just right and it's so, like I, I really wanted to keep it in but it didn't work uh for what i was filling with the promo um but yeah that happens a lot there's a lot of outtakes that go that get cut out of like uh the material that they write and it, it does suck and I, I feel bad for kaiser because he's so proud of that material
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, so what were you saying we got to talk to christian maybe and maybe petitions some kind got of a patreon tier special yeah. like outtake package or something at some point or another yeah <laughs> uh,
2: i would love to do that honestly I would love I, to have and i there. would
0: be totally happy paying for that like I, yeah. I would love to have that even if it's just like an end of the year special where yeah. a lot of the cutting room floor stuff is put together i would love that
2: yeah, that would be yeah. a
0: lot of fun to watch for sure. I, w-
2: I would love to have that put out for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, go Paul.
2: No, it's all you. All you go ahead.
0: So uh, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Go Paul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, we are, We do have a lot of questions already in the chat. We do love to take questions at the end also, but we do have Streamlabs coming in. We want to pop in as we get them here and there. Uh, so streamlabs.com uh, slash call to action podcast if you want to get them ready uh before that Joe jake does yes i want to put that out there okay. you notice that you're I wearing know. a c2a shirt and we definitely yes, salute sir. that pimp our merch out so you can get that as well um,
0: yeah, we have the action shirts also
1: y'all just you do have action shirts <laughs> there uh
0: let's
1: see brandon Buck is three. uh and said the ultimate question for all editors final cut or adobe creative suite and why? i love that question
2: <laughs> yeah this is gonna be a great answer. yeah it's uh <laughs> it's so i i personally use uh adobe So, I personally use Adobe uh, Creative Suite because um, I learned, uh, I first learned on iMovie, you know, when I was younger. That was like kind of like a basic editing software to learn when you're learning how to do edits. And then uh, when I went to college, I learned Final Cut and also learned Avid Media Composer. And uh, I was stuck on Avid for a little while because that was the industry standard. That's what we use for classes. Um, And then when I got out of college, I had a job that required me to learn Adobe. And so I learned that, and then I just felt more comfortable in that since then. Because for my purposes, I just am like a very fast editor, so I am able to cut in there much faster than I am in uh, Media Composer. But I'm also able to do a lot more in there that I feel than in Final Cut, especially as far as like export and like kind of like render like options stuff like that. And uh, I think it's a, it all kind of like fits around what you feel is best for you. And the Final Cut is the industry standard. It's very it's a very stable platform, but Adobe for me has made leaps and bounds like over the last several years. I think that fit my purposes like really well. So I I really do uh, love Adobe Premiere for my uh, edit edits. Okay, you don't need me. <laughs> Bye, Drew, type in the chat. <laughs>
3: hey, <you're soon. laughs>
2: she's around. Uh, she's always love around.
3: The video
4: Drew.
2: <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I I do love uh, Adobe Premiere. That's why I would suggest to a lot of people. Um, especially since like the Creative Cloud uh platform that they have like is really uh it's affordable and it also is very intuitive and i think it's a great uh gateway into like kind of more professional editing for most people uh meeting composers again it's the standard like, definitely learn it if you can uh but it is like a very uh um not monotonous it is a very uh, tenuous uh, and uh tumultuous uh, program to learn and so there's a lot that goes into it so adobe premiere is i think a good entry level uh professional editing system to get into
0: Man, I feel like I'm struggling on iMovie, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit you up with some questions. Sure, yeah, I love <laughs> so. myself too. Yeah, I yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So we do have another question from Streamlabs from the one, the only uh, Miss Alex Shoszek, uh Donated five dollars in the Streamlabs, and this is a great question for me to ask you because absolutely, I need to know this. What is it like to know that you've made so many schmodown fans? cry
4: <laughs> your
0: your your promos and the edits that you do for it are, are cut so well like especially those promos um this is a good segue for that like there was one promo that you did and i can't remember exactly where you started it but it was like for like a tournament match um it started off everything was in black and white and then when a team would win you would put them in color and put the mm-hmm. losers in black and white and i loved that edit so absolutely how, how do you feel knowing that you've made so many schmodown fans cry
2: uh it feels good it feels good <laughs> <laughs> it feels good bringing those tears i mean yeah that's what it is i think uh i i don't think i did anything as far as my promos go i don't think i did anything that would induce tears until we got to like probably the shire wolves like match i think like i think because everything I, I was really proud of like a lot of the work i did before that but um i had like the kind of emotional weight of like that moment um or like i think uh maybe before that was like rachel's match mm-hmm. in san diego yeah, that's a good one. Uh, like that one, the two. Because um, I think the two I did before that, which was uh, you know the Houston match and then the collision matches as well, those are big. I'm really proud of those, which we might talk about in a little bit. But- um like, yeah having matches that do make people you know cry and feel like a ton of emotion um it's very special and that's why i do love the um like reactions that you guys do and everyone else does because it's like a time capsule for those moments and uh i i, I do go back and rewatch my promos for those things i go back and rewatch the reactions as well like uh, occasionally uh to gauge one the responses but also to like kind of like where like my edit and my uh creativity in it i kind of hit than certain points you know like I do watch like the structure like the response time between you guys and uh, how you see like I do watch when you watch reactions I watch your guys' eyes to watch like how the eye movement is tracked into the promos like for imaging and where like the edit takes one your eye from one moment to the next because that's how I, I, I gauge like how I, I can uh, move around the edits so I make sure that you guys are looking at the right thing at the right time
0: Man, that makes me feel like reactions are so much more important now (laughs) than I've ever imagined them to be before.
2: Are you part Android?
1: Do
4: you
2: have like this. Like, you just, like, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I do. To... Uh, but I just want to say, yeah, I do love though the uh, yeah seeing those pro- those reactions from like the Shire Wolves retire match because like I get to see uh, a handful of people cry. I saw Albert cry and the City Fanatics tear up and you know everyone like it's all there stuck in time. Albert even was like, "God damn it, this is like you know." forever on the internet. we like, can't get rid of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> question, Alex, I say the Smith vs. Kalinowski promo made her cry and made Lucas a fan of the showdown. You are responsible for being a fan of the Schmodown because of
2: that promo. Yeah, I remember hearing that. That's what she says. Yeah, and I'm really proud of that one, too. Like, um, e- even then, like that's, uh, again, it's not any a totally emotional uh, promo because, like, they were, that was their first match. But I am really proud of, like, the kind of uh, the stakes that I was able to build up between those two for that one.
0: Yeah,
2: mm. we will get to more streamlabs questions in a bit. We're
1: gonna have some other questions we have. I will pop this one because it is there from your friend. Guy All right, the John Schnepp tribute was an emotional gut punch, and that was a. Good
2: one. That's true. That and that was yeah. That was I think maybe that was the first one. That was the start of 2019 at the awards uh, mm-hmm. that year. And so that was uh like Christian had tasked me with uh, doing a tribute to John Schnepp, which was something I uh was like really did want to take on. But I know the uh, Collider had made a tribute to him uh, shortly after he passed away in July. And so I didn't want to step on their toes or like kind of replicate what they did. So instead of uh, kind of highlighting his best work, I decided to kind of highlight the thoughts that everyone had of him, you know, like kind of like a, a farewell to him uh, as uh, and H- for Holly as well. So she would know exactly how much he meant to people. Uh, Cause I know she was there in the audience that night.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: sure. absolutely. Happy belated birthday, John Snap.
2: Yeah, sure, yeah, sure.
0: yeah.
1: Um, I want to ask now, like, all right, so you know, we're here. What this is kind of a loaded question, maybe in a way, but what goes into a good promo? What do you want to see? Like when you when you're looking at the footage, what are you looking for? As like this is going to hit, this is not going to hit. What do you what what hits it for you? Uh,
2: for my promos or for like yeah. just in general?
1: Both, yeah. both actually, both like maybe general, and then how is, how have you encompassed that into your own promos?
2: Yeah, because I was cause I was talking about this a little bit on um, SCN when I was talking about doing uh, the trailer talk with them uh, last week. And uh, so for my promo specifically, um, one, like the music, like is the most important part to me, like the music uh, has to kind of hit the tone and yeah. the uh, severity of like what's at stake for the match. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 again, I can't put the same music in a Wildberry's real rejects match that I could in like a Bateman moral match, you know, like it's different, like they're different stakes for different people. And so. I always had to make sure that the music has the right like peaks and valleys as to like what drives like the, the feel of like what's being told through the, the emotion and like the, the story. Um, so that's kind of where I base it around. Uh, Dwayne was here once he was like, we're going over like pieces of music that were for like bait, that Bateman moral match. And I didn't find it until like the day before that I really, the one I really loved. Um, and I think uh, for me though, having moments in the promo that one drive home or driven home with music also to drive home with like the right narration and also the right points of like what is kind of going on internally with the competitors. Cause like the competitors are, Able to say, like, only able to say so much, like what's on their mind, the kind of like what they're feeling as far, like, what the match is. Uh, I need to have that kind of connection between the competitors and the audience, where like the audience is able to kind of uh, interpret what the competitors want out of it without them saying exactly, without them saying like just flat out, like, I want the belt because it means this and this to me. Like, right. we know why Smiths wants the belt. We know it because of his experience in the show. We know it because of like what he had done in the show and where he came from. And all that is built into a two minute package. And that's the importance of kind of having it drive home with like, what is implied not just like what's flat out said and so in that sense you know for pro- other promos i see like on tv and trailers tv spots stuff like that um i do love uh work that kind of like works uh or pieces of work that work better with implications as opposed to like just flat out exposition i don't like when things are just like thrown at you i don't like when things are just like kind of like explained away um i do feel like it's flat i like when things kind of like drive uh itself more with the emotion kind of like with uh more uh yeah implied uh uh, stakes as to what is uh, is that uh, what is needs to be told. Uh, one uh, trailer that we did cite in the SCN show, which was uh, the Godzilla King of Monsters trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love the uh, second trailer. I think that it was or the third one with with the uh, somewhere over the rainbow rendition that they had. Right. Um, it has like uh, it's a really beautiful uh, uh, theme. It's a really beautiful cover of it. It also has like great flow to it with the music and like the images that are being shown. As far as like again eye movement and like uh, movement across the screen with like the way the monsters are moving. It sounds like very funny to say it out loud, but uh, just like, yeah, the way you ha- are able to like, kind of mix that action with the beats and the kind of like more melancholy like sound of the music, it all flows very well. And like uh, almost counterintuitive nature that gets you invested in like what you're saying.
0: I'm here to claim my title now. Like that that one line of the song for those promos that you did. And like that whole cut is like cuts of like people holding their belts and stuff like that. Like just the way that you, that's, I love that so much because knowing, that's how I've always felt like watching your promos and listening to the music that you put in with those promos, especially like that one specific promo with that song that that went into other promos was so good because it 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 enhanced that emotion overall for what the schmodown is and it makes it really does make this movie trivia that we watch online that much more feel that much more like a sport like a like a true genuine sport that we all are completely invested in so like it's insane how much emotion and how much you bring to the schmodown just for all of us fans in general so big shout out to that was such a fun thing to hear you say
4: yeah
2: yeah i uh yeah and no, i do like that promo a lot like with the the song um i luckily i do i this year i'm able to find a handful of um songs that have like lyrics to them because like that's something that i was always trying to work towards the last year that i did everything like almost none of the films i did have lyrics um now i do i i have a library that i found that has like a lot of great songs that have lyrics that added in them um, which is cool because that's how that's a lot of what you get in the WWE promos. You know, get mm-hmm. lyric kind of like driving the narrative uh, that help a little bit, um, and it does help me a little bit too. And so I, I'm happy to once we do get back on the road, like once we do get into the swing of things, I have a good handful of songs lined up that I really want to use for the promos. Uh, like I have a song already in place for the um, uh, Corruption versus Founding Fathers promo. Like whenever that happens, like I already have it. I already have it ready, locked in oh, I'm excited.
1: I'm excited ready. <laughs> and loaded. Excited already.
2: That was when it got me too. Yeah. The,
1: yeah. They're yeah. saying, let's see how this one shakes out. That was so yeah. perfect. <laughs> so God's got it. And then
0: like the whole draft thing, and then it's like Robert Parker right there. And then it goes into like all of the newbies that are coming in. Like it cuts to Robert Parker, James White, any of the other rookies that are in the Schmodown. down. It was so good to see. I'm so fun. Like I'm just fangirling right now. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what, is favorite, what is your favorite What is your favorite point when you've done this in the Schmo down? If you had to pick one of your babies, which is the one.
2: Yeah, that's hard. And people, some people ask me that, and it is hard to pick. Um, I, I honestly do think I enjoy uh, Smets and Kalinowski at Collision like, the most. I, I think I do. Like, I uh, it's up there definitely i can compare it with you know the houston promo guy versus bateman i can compare it with uh oh, kalinowski and uh Smet-S2's spectacular like the Wolves promo stuff like that like they all have like different merits to them that i do enjoy but i just think that the smith's kalinowski promo i enjoy the most because it was built off of such a natural rivalry that they had built between one another you know like the rivalry that we get in the schmodown uh they are for the most part pretty natural, but they are kind of driven by Christian's, you know, overall like big picture, like uh, thoughts of like what he wants to happen. Not that it's like Forrest or anything, but just that he uh, has like a way of like kind of directing things in the right direction um, with like certain people. Whereas Spence Kalinowski, they built that rivalry off of like one moment in uh, free for all. Uh, when they stepped up on stage together like that was it like that moment like was the birth of like this crazy story that was going to develop into like a year-long thing and so i was able to use that as uh, my jumping off point for that match and collision and uh, i was happy to kind of like build that between those two and what they were able to do just off of like their sheer investment in the story and in their characters and so like i really i was really proud to put that together for that match for their first match like that that's that's uh kind of an astonishing uh, accomplishment, not to not to pat myself on the back, but it's just like it's a, a unique thing to kind of put together such a cohesive and big uh, story promo for these characters that have never played each other before. Very
4: that's what cool. that's So
0: cool. I know that you talked about meeting Dwayne at one of the first live events that you went to. How long has Dwayne been a part of this, helping you out with filming and stuff like that?
2: Uh, so Dwayne was around when I first, like when I first got into SmoDown. like I said, we had met and then we kept in contact and I would see him at some of the events. I would see him at all the events and then, uh, at like Ellis's like, you know, stand-up shows and stuff like that. When we would go out and like, uh, just you know, all the SmoDown and stuff that we enjoyed. And then, uh, he, uh, I think I invited him. I don't know if I was inviting him or maybe it was Janine or Raul that invited him to come to one of the studio uh, tapings as well. And, uh, he was there for a little bit, just watching with us in the crowd as we were. And then he, um, decided to bring his camera one day cause it, he was going to help get some, uh, uh, still shots of people. And so I asked him, uh, cause I had this in mind already. He said, Hey, does that shoot video? And he's like, yeah, I was like, uh, how can shoot at a high frame rate? And he's like, yeah, I can shoot at 60 at 30, you know, this and that. And, uh, so I said, I was like, can you, like possibly get the entrances for me uh, for everyone just coming out um, and we did it, I think the first one we did was the three-way match, uh, Interge- Intergeek match between Chandru uh, David Moore and Warfather, that was the first one I think we ever did, and we did a test run, and it worked out pretty well so we started doing it from then on uh, getting into the tournament season of the year and uh luckily uh i think that's when uh, it kicked off between the two of us because like he had again like he's a big wwe fan so he knows exactly what we're looking for with these kind of slow motion b-roll shots like he it's like you know as opposed to the kind of wide shots that we get with the showdown just getting the whole room like he knows we need like you know like tight shots faces torsos like like the teams and like kind of like uh, fill the frame with like the action that we want to see and make it a bit different uh with the lighting and the colorization of like everything so we don't just feel like it's another uh uh, extensive shot of like what we already have we need to make it look a little bit more cinematic and um, luckily that combined with uh, free-for-all last year uh, I shot all the free-for-all stuff uh, in LA so all the shots of everyone walking out in the crowd like JTE with the hands up and Mike walking out with like his arm and stuff I shot all that and luckily I was like happy to do that because I knew like I, this is my vision this is my vision of what I want for the show and what I know can make the promos look great. Uh, were these slow motion shots. And so I was able to stand in the crowd and get all those shots and kind of kick that off where I wanted for the rest of the year. And I think it luckily it paid off because I used that Kalnaski shot like six times now. <laughs> and, you know, like so many different promos. <laughs> nice. <Very laughs>
1: Perfect. Perfect. Now I'm going to ask about Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were involved in that. When, how did you – okay, so I'll set this, this tone for everybody else who didn't realize that when we all went to Spectacular – Eric invited all the reactors who were going to be there. It was going to be call to action, late party, uh, the cine Fanatics. We all got to go and watch the family match versus Shazam. Um, and we all watched in his house while he was taping us. So he basically reacted to us reacting. And I don't know. What did you come up with the idea? How quick that, how did you how did that process end? Did it go the way you thought it was gonna go?
2: <laughs> for the party itself? Yeah, for the party itself yeah. and how everything went yeah. down. Um, yeah, well because so again, I, I knew what was gonna happen in that match because I was there at the taping when it happened. <laughs> So she <laughs> so had to get us there. So I had to get you guys here. Like I had, I had to get you guys here for sure. Like if it was, you guys weren't going to come, I didn't even know if that party was going to work. Uh, so I. Uh, I mean, was, we
0: made the party. We brought the white claw. We made the yeah, party.
2: Yeah, yeah. You guys are there with the party. Late to the party was there too. So uh, it. It, was, it was the whole thing. So I um, mean, late to the party. They always come and stay with me uh, when they come and visit, and they had a tape or whatever. So they always crash in my in my house. And so they're the kind of first people that I've had that were reactors to the show and um so i thought about it i thought like what if i have them along with like from the other reactors here we could like put something together like a big reactor you know crossover event and uh look i was able to get you guys and all like the other channels that came uh and like i'm bummed i could wish i could have got you know abby and like take three and uh like gth and all the people who were here uh but people were flying in at different times and stuff i would love to get like everyone that we could just but that we could however in hindsight I'm glad that maybe it was just the people that were here because we we barely got everyone in frame <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a pretty packed house that night um but uh yeah uh, putting together I, I went out with uh, uh my buddy Luis, who you guys met he did all the cooking for us um so he's like a fantastic cook yeah, had the, the big taco area. Yeah, for her her bomb. yeah. <laughs> he's a fantastic cook. And uh, so he was really happy to do it. He's always happy to entertain guests and cook for people. He just loves it. And so we went out and we uh, went around town. It was raining all day and we bought like $200 worth of like food stuff just to like put it together because like we wanted to make it right. And so we came back and he started uh, getting it cooked up. And uh, I knew it was, it was a, it was a trek for you guys. Cause you guys were like in like, you know, downtown LA. So it was like kind of like a drive to get out here. So I was really appreciative that you guys came. And when you guys came that like kicked the whole thing up to another notch. Cause you were like half the party. You guys rolled in like 12 people deep. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. <laughs> we rolled roll deep. Call the action rolls deep.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, it was a really beautiful night. I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it, it was, you know, I don't, I drew will tell you this if you ever see her again after this pandemic. Uh, but this is a, she, I, I don't usually get out. Like I don't usually go out a lot like the past year and a half that I've been doing this. I've just spent like pretty much almost every day of my quote unquote, um, Potential social life just being here working because I wanted to make this whole thing work. And I'm pretty, I, I am glad of how it paid off now. Uh, but it was nice to have like uh, new people who I considered friends to come into this area and kind of like be together uh, for the first time for myself in a long time. Like, I was the first time I kind of like hung out with people in like a oh, long, long time.
1: Oh, we were thrilled to be invited and we had a great time. And I do say I apologize then and I apologize now for not giving you a lot of great material to work with because I have. <laughs> As uh, Kelsey said model we were, a Kelsey said, it was the full bottle of Jameson then. Yeah. And then you retired on me, so that really made me very, very, very sad, very upset.
0: I mean, the family lost. How else were you ex- going to expect anyone from the action army to to react when the family lost? And and the guy retirement thing, oh my goodness. I'm just glad that there's actual video footage of how I react when I go <laughs> in panic to laugh. Oh, laugh. The whole time. Yeah. So that, that honestly is probably my favorite thing that, that I, having all of the reactors together and we were all traumatized, yeah, we're traumatized. and having like that, the group, like a core group of people who are emotionally involved inside of the Schmodown all inside of one place at one time was so much fun. So, Again, Eric, big thank you for inviting us to that. Um, we did cut our Disney trip short to go to that.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I won't
0: let any of them live that down.
1: Yeah, no, I did absolutely. But the great thing about it, get to be not, not just with like ourselves parting. We had you there. We had all the, other, the reactors. It was great seeing all the reactors get together, and, like share not like secrets, but like share trade. Not like this is what we do. This is what we do. Oh, we love what you do here. And like we just. Kindred spirits of all someone we love together got to really talk and really get down deep, yeah. together, but that we all love, yeah. And yes, that is probably very true. That I did call Andrew trying to get him on un- <laughs> un- un- he was about 12 13 times. He did eventually pick up, though. And of course, yeah. I'm still, I still hold. I Still, that actually is true. I did say that. <laughs> um, I do hold true that the next day, a spectacular he unretired. I still, in my head cannon, I made it happen. That under-
0: yes, yes.
1: he, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> it doesn't
0: matter that that promo or that little video that Andrew made was like a hold couple on. weeks in advance, it was. Totally, Paul. Paul it, Andrew, 12 times that night, calling Andrew and Ben.
1: I, I almost like I was getting desperate at that point. Uh-
0: <laughs> we had a good time, we definitely had a good time. So, again, thank you awesome. for inviting us to that.
1: That was so much fun. <laughs> well, moving on, moving on, we should say, Oh, well, actually, one question I want to say we had let's talk about what almost was it got to the point where you entered the draft and you were going to be a part of the showdown, and you know, unfortunately. I don't say unfortunately because you you, just, but you but with the way things happen. Uh, tell, <laughs> tell 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 you to get in and how you had to get out. It was a noble fall on
0: the sword for you, my friend. <laughs> it was.
4: It
2: was. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean that was uh that was definitely a whole thing. Um I had um it was I think yeah, November when we like our second to last studio taping, uh I asked Christian, we w- were talking about like ideas for next season, what we're gonna do. And, uh, so I asked him, I was like, Hey, like I would, if possible, I would like to play. And he was like, Oh, you want to play? Like, you think you could hang in there? I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, okay, I'll put you in the draft for next year then. Uh, so I was in there right away. And I see, I said, uh, I also put in the good word for my buddy, uh, Andres, uh, for the draft. Uh, so he was in the draft for making a free agent, um, which luckily paid off now, now that he's officially drafted, I'm very happy for him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for the, so for the next couple months I was in the draft and I was, you know, anticipating that hoping I would get picked up cause I would love to play. And, uh, I, uh, I wasn't, I didn't think I would get drafted at the awards. Cause I also, I didn't know how many rookies would get drafted period, because it's just like, there's so many people existing players that we had. I thought maybe like, you know, a handful of rookies might get drafted, but luckily we did get the uh, really great ones. We got Sean, we got Parker and, uh, James white and like uh, some other people who were in there. And, uh, Shannon had, uh, pull me aside after the uh, the award show and she said like hey uh, chance so chance tells me that you are really interested in playing and he says you know your stuff because chance also stays with me when he comes and i train him like drill him on questions and stuff like that the quizzes that i have like i was giving to him first about things and so he said i was really serious about it and so i said yeah i'm totally serious i think i could hang uh in there for sure and she uh said okay well i'll think about it then and so she did pick me up the next day uh, for the remaining picks that they had for the roster. And so I was, like, really over the moon, like, you know, when that happened. Uh, but then shortly after that, I think it was, like, a couple weeks later, you know, Christian called me. And he just said, like, hey, man, like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, uh, I just, it just I don't think it'll work out if you can play this season just because for taking on the edits, you're going to have to be looking at the question document uh, to have answers to everything. So it, you can put the text and the edits in. And I just, like, said, like, yeah, like, that makes sense. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't want to fight it. Like, there are, in my mind, you know, like, the kind of self-preservation nature of myself wants to say, like, well, can't we just do this? Can't we, you know, switch the questions to this and that so I can, like, not see them and stuff? But I didn't want to fight it. I didn't want to, like, have to make people jump through hoops just so I could play. I didn't want to, like, complicate the edit and the workflow just for you know my personal glory in the show um and uh i was uh really happy though to be considered for it i'm really grateful to shannon like forever for even like giving me a shot to be yeah. in there um and so like yeah, you know i i do love being around like the show and everyone else but like i think everyone always has like that you know that dream that aspiration that they could be in the show at some point uh and like compete and i think i really i would have done really well so like i was really happy that shannon at least gave me an opportunity even if it was like you know for a week and a half <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Your whenever you're editing, are you playing along while you edit? So
2: like
0: uh, if you're watching it for the first time.
2: Yeah. Whenever I see it for the first time, whether I'm editing and I didn't see in studio or if I'm at studio and I'm watching, uh, I am playing along. Like I play along. If I'm there in person, I'm playing along on my phone, like typing it in, like people do. Or I uh, like play along in my head when I'm editing if I see it for the first time in the match. So yeah, like mm-hmm. I I play along and I, I still hold that I do pretty well <laughs> that I do pretty well in there. What are
1: your strengths? If you if you had made it, you would have put strengths on the wheels. What would your strengths be?
2: Uh, I think well uh, overall, I probably would have done done Okay. Okay. Like I think that would have been like the one the league that I would have been most comfortable in, and then also teams. If not that, I think I would have, would have loved to be teamed with Andres uh, uh, for sure. Um, 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 uh,
0: your friend that just got drafted on uh, Gallegos. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's uh yeah, and I will I will say uh, clarification. it's funny. Uh, his name is Andres. Galago. It is Galago. I've been saying, I, I saying Gaigos for like four years. He just never corrected me. <laughs> he just he just, so never, he just never corrected me. So it is Galago. It is Galago.
1: Okay. For our draft, we had our draft special, I actually messaged Eric and go, how do we pronounce his name? So I pronounced it right with the draft.
2: <laughs> he told me wrong, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought I was I was wrong because I thought it was wrong. I, I believed wrong.
1: <laughs> and I did the same thing because, like, for the year and a half, I worked for Ben and Drew. They always called me Danuzo, and I never corrected it because I just don't correct people when I, it's just Danuzo. I said that one day I corrected him, and that's all of a sudden now it goes down. So I get you, Andreas. I get that, why that was. happen. So I, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm I'm living South Texas. The Gallegos is an actual last name down here, so I just assumed that the double L was was that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he was he yeah he was here in person. <laughs> Yeah, he told me here. We were sitting down on my couch, which he was in person. He told me it is Galago, Galago, yeah, Andres Gallego. Gallego.
0: Gallego. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, good um, sure action, y'all.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I, I would have loved to be teamed with him. And I think uh, my strengths, you know, would have probably would have been. Uh, Now, since we have an inner kingdom slice, probably inner kingdom, like since we have a slice for that now on the wheel, uh, but also uh, horror, I do really well in horror. Oh,
4: okay, Um, yeah,
2: I do really well, uh, with sci fi fantasy. Um, yeah, again, all the genre based stuff, you know, I do know uh, the uh, classic stuff, like classics, war, like all the kind of like neutral films, but I do know genre based films like very well. Good, good. Well, and he does still love you, so
0: yeah, Yeah. I'm excited to see his debut.
1: One last thing before I want to get into uh, this or that the special game we play. Uh You have been working very extensively, especially since the uh, the old quarantine issue. You've been working with Drew. Yeah, we saw it on the screen. How did that partnership develop? And like, were we going? You we got anything more planned for it? Uh, tell us more about it with uh, Drew. With Drew, yeah. With Drew, yeah. Drew and uh, Video Chronic, basically.
2: Yeah, video Chronic, yeah. Uh, so Drew came out here uh, in like the first or second week of March because the free for all was coming up right. and that's when the uh, whole pandemic thing was starting to spin up and she messaged me and she, she was already planning to stay here for like the, the weekend of free for all and we had already planned that out but she messaged me early on and she was like i'm she said i'm worried that uh i really think something bad is gonna happen here in new york i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it out so i said like why don't you just come out here early then you can stay here for like a couple weeks we'll go to free for all then hopefully it will be fine by then little do we know the world was going to end and so now she's stuck here (laughs) and so she's uh she can't go back to new york like she could she could physically she could fly there but i don't want to send her back with new york like falling apart like it is so like she's so she's kind of stay she's staying here for now uh, you know, working in the garage, doing what she can do to kind of keep sane and like be productive. And luckily I think we have like fed off each other's energy very well because she is a very productive person. And so I like also work 24 seven and she says like that kind of helped, you know, kind of kick her enough to start doing more with her channel and like what she wanted to do. And so she has launched a lot of like creative shows. She has, you know, cinema bias with Alex and she uh, does her karaoke. She, uh, we do video chronic now and uh, it has worked out really well uh, despite you know, everything else going on around, Around the world uh, but uh, yeah like it, it's, it's been fun though it's been fun having someone around to kind of bounce ideas off of, off of for our stuff and I think uh, for as far as like the stuff that we do together uh, we have a lot of other stuff we have we want to do that's planned uh, just like uh, it's, we're just taking our time to pace it out make sure it's kind of like developed right on top of like making sure our core work is taken care of you know I want to make sure the schmoda is taken care of along with my other work that pays me um, and uh, I do think that uh, we have a lot of like fun stuff lined up uh, to kind of come out depending on however long this whole pandemic thing lasts, you know, like uh, even when that's done, I think we'll still have like uh, things in place so we could start, we could keep doing fun stuff together.
1: Very cool, very cool. All right, well, it's time then. I think it's time for a little bit of this or that. If you haven't seen our show before, it's where I'm gonna give Eric two two options. Uh, I can ask for clarification if he wants, or he can just go ahead and ramble through. Uh, I usually ramble through myself, so it's all good.
0: Uh,
1: I am, I am definitely the rambler
0: and also hashtag
1: danny rants and hashtag danny rants that
2: is very true uh, i do want to point out something though uh, dean morgan uh commented she says can he says can you confirm that she is a robot uh yeah it's, it's funny we just uh recently concluded uh the origin story of drew and tom uh last night or like two nights ago <laughs> what, what that is uh, so we we finally wrote, wrote that into canon like i guess i won't stay here i'll let her like develop that if she wants to ever say it but we did decide what the origin story between them is <laughs> Have the
4: not
0: I, bad. Can't I love it. I love it. Whoa! Again, I'll wait for that.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, like I said, this is that basically I'll give two options, and uh, some of them are written for you specifically. Some of them are just our general every week kind of things we do. Uh, and we always start out with the first one, I'm sure you've seen before. And I don't know your answer to this one. Sometimes I have an idea, sometimes I don't. Are you team guy or are you team trader?
0: One right answer.
2: Yeah. You know what's funny? is because i uh didn't get to play i get to like plead the fifth on this thing i get to say like i'm neutral on both i get to say that i'm a third party perspective i like both equally
0: that is the first i have that 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 power
2: i'm gonna pull that card because because i do because i do because i had to treat everyone equally for a narrative standpoint and i get to say that i enjoy both equally for different reasons
0: you know, I'm not that mad at it.
2: I think you are the only one I might
1: allow to allow that option to because I get what you're saying. You have a good reason why. I will let that slide, but nobody else who's watching don't get any ideas. <laughs> for watching, nobody else. I'm, I'll, I'll punch, for, I'll push for more for everybody else. But uh, Eric, I love you, so I'll let that slide.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna let that slide on this one, my friend.
1: Uh, I don't know. Jake is quite as uh, forgiving. We'll <laughs> we'll uh, I like, mean,
0: I'm not that happy about it, but it is.
1: <laughs> I get it. I get it. So I'm good. I go where you're going. With. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you've been like on a video chronic and everything else. you've been doing a lot of trivia writing questions yourself. Yeah. Uh, so do you like writing trivia questions better or playing trivia? Uh,
2: That's a good one. Um, I think I like writing uh, a little bit more. I, I love playing. And I, if I had the opportunity, I would love to play. But I think uh, writing is such a fun process because like one, I started writing these kind of quizzes because I, it was my study tactic. I would do it to watch a film and study it in, in Geekdom style. Uh, so right. I would remember all like the kind of like plot details of the film. Um, and once I did watch it, it would lock in like how, I, how much I remember about that film. I could tell you uh you know like a lot of my, my new details about uh certain films like were definitely would never come up in schmodown but i know it now and uh I, it is fun it is fun also getting into the uh mindset of writing questions and trying to uh think of like how a question should be worded properly so it doesn't like give away the answer or like it's not too difficult and also the multiple, multiple choice options are believable but not, also not too easy or too difficult to kind of like comprehend and uh yeah there's a lot of like uh, thought process going into it also i love like cre- you know for my job itself i love creating things for people so i love creating these quizzes for people especially for movies that uh probably won't ever get like a lot of love in the schmodown just because like they're not big movies not necessarily because schmodown has issues with that just because i do think that they you can't ask deep cut questions about you know um uh, uh, uh certain movies and trying to think like deep like a minute like movie uh, I was gonna say heavyweights, but we just yeah, had I, something. Like that.
0: <laughs> I saw. I've seen something about heavyweights. People are saying that they didn't watch heavyweights as a kid. I definitely did. So, or,
2: or three ninjas. You know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I loved all of those movies as a kid. Eric, really quickly, just to touch on that, I've watched you uh, with Chance specifically, and with other competitors quiz them on that are you create the questions that you ask them are those your questions that you've curated or are those questions that you found from somewhere else
2: no, I, I write all the questions. That those are we, some deep
0: cut questions, y'all. I have yeah. watched him do this, and those are some deep questions.
2: Yes, yeah, so like the questions that I think we were, I was drilling chance with at uh, uh, at dinner before spectacular or before yeah. the awards. I think uh, I, yeah. yeah, those are all my questions as well as uh, <laughs> as well as like the ones I do on like our show Video Chronic. Like I just yeah, I write them just for fun. I started doing just for fun, but I do I did write them for myself purposefully so I could kind of remember these details and you know like it's just study tactic. It's study tactic is when you write something down you remember it better so like i figured writing questions down about things remember making remember it better and it did help me a lot when i was trying to study for these things
1: fair enough fair enough okay how about uh question i i I don't know hopefully you've seen both i'm sure i'm sure you have blade runner or blade runner 2049
2: uh i'll say blade runner 2049 like all the way definitely (laughs) like 100 uh yeah uh yeah, Drew thought it was blasphemous when I said this, but like, I do, I, I I think I respect Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner, more than I enjoy it. That's um, a
1: very good way of saying that. I do. Because, like,
2: yeah, I, I think it's, like, very influential in sci-fi. I, I do think it's a very, like, well, like, uh, produced and uh, constructed movie. Uh, I just don't think a lot of the entertainment value holds up in certain ways, like today. Uh, just, uh, it, it's funny, because you look at the way certain movies, uh, again, the, the editing, the cinematography, uh, Blade Runner has like a lot of, there's like kind of like very long sweeping shots of like the cityscape and like the kind of fire coming up and like the big pyramid looking structures. Um I do think that's because back then they put a lot of time building those models and they were very proud of it. So they wanted to show off the models in the really long shots. Uh, and that's not, uh, that's something that still exists today. That exists when we have like really gratuitous CGI shots in movies that go on for too long. It's because they're very proud of that work and they want to show it off for the animators who did it. And so that's what, how movies uh, kind of like linger for too long on certain things. And that's just what it was back then when it was made. Uh, but I do love 2049 a lot because I want, it, it is really long. It's super long. Yeah. And I do think if you had to, if you were like forced to, there's a lot you can cut out to make it shorter. But uh, Except I do think for the
0: it, Dave Bautista scene, because that scene is so yes. yeah, bad absolutely. part of the yeah. movie.
2: But, but personally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut it down. I wouldn't cut it down. I think it's beautifully paced. I do think it's a really like poignant movie. Um, I, I I did enjoy it a lot. I've seen it about three times now, so that's like, you know, nine hours of my life.
1: I love it. I've seen
2: it. Yeah, it's my favorite
1: movie of the decade. But yeah. so I've spoken like a true editor. Like the long CGI shots, you can cut out. You know where you have to cut things. That's <laughs> so yeah. you watch films that way and like, yeah, you could edit that out. You could definitely edit that out. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Eric, Eric, have you read uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep"?
2: Cheap. Yeah, uh, I did. I did it uh, back in the day. It's been a while since I, re- I read it. I read it before, I think way before even like Blade Runner 2049 was like being in production. So I kind of want to go back and uh, reread it again with uh, some of those themes in mind uh, as for what they pulled from it.
0: Definitely do. Uh, I can't wait to rant about this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pull the rant aside now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we kind of answer the question. Right? <laughs> I already kind of answered this question, but I'll, I'll throw it anywhere I I wrote it down. This Sn- my new question. The Snyder,
2: IG, yay or nay? Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, I understand the thing is that it's just I think it's a matter of preference. Like, I, I understand where Snyder's coming from saying like he thinks IG is like a, a lesser league because like it takes films that, uh, one. He has an issue with it because it's a finite amount of films, so, quote unquote, a supposedly finite amount of films that you can study for. So, you know, like that you have like the 20 Marvel films they study for, the like handful of DCEU films. And when you compare that to the broad spectrum of like general movies of all time, yes, that is a much smaller pool to pull from. And uh, so I get that. and you know, so I understand that kind of gripe about it. But he's also complaining about the fact that uh, there are like lesser movies in general. So like they're like you know kind of uh, cheap. he says they're cheaper movies. they're like, you know, like subpar uh, low class, low brown movies. And that's where the implication is he's, he's giving off. Uh, and I just think that's that is a matter of preference. That's a matter of like the questions that you kind of don't want to be uh, approached with for the certain time movie that you're being asked about. He doesn't want to have to watch Green Lantern or Catwoman, you know, again, just to remember like a plot detail in scene six or whatever. Uh, okay. However, uh, conversely, uh, uh, when it comes to a matter of preference, I do think that the, you know, there's a flip side to that, which is that some people prefer those questions over like the general like casting and like answer questions that happen in the trivia showdown. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Luis, the ones you guys, he met, uh, he, he personally uh really hates casting questions he, he really hates uh like who who played this person who who directed this thing he says like i like he he what you know he loves harry potter he can tell you every single thing about harry potter except like who played what Because he's like he's like i don't care like i love harry potter i don't love like uh, like the girl who played jenny weasley i don't like you know i don't love these people i don't like i don't care about the actors i love the the story. I love Harry Potter. That's why I like. And so, like to him, those questions are bullshit. Like those questions, like he doesn't like. And again, it's a matter of preference. It's a matter of like what you, how you, much you enjoy the material that's being asked about, and the way you enjoy it. And Snyder, he's just kind of like the opposite side of like the spectrum for that. He enjoys certain films and being asked certain questions about them in a certain way. You saw in his match against Who's the Boss, they got put with Star Wars question. The two questions that he answered right were the ones that were about casting. Mm-hmm. The, the ones he answered right. The, the plot de- de- detail questions were the ones he struggled with. Because that's right. what he said. He liked the question about uh, Jameer Morrison. He said it's a great question, and because that's what he likes about movies. He likes the kind of ancillary stuff about who plays what, who directed that. He that's what he how he enjoys film. It's again, it's just preference of how you take you consume the media.
1: Right. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. Yep. That uh, aspect of it. Okay. This one specifically for you because of the times that you had call to action out. You've taken us out to eat uh, a Korean barbecue or Brazilian barbecue.
2: Uh, who has it going? I think, uh, one Korean barbecue, uh, just because, uh, uh, it's one cheaper,
4: <laughs> but, but, it is,
2: uh, but I think it is just as delicious. Uh, that, that brazilian barbecue was nuts it was great but uh yeah the cream barbecue i think it's just like a much it's one it's cheaper it's like more relaxed a more relaxed environment um it's not at least the one that we went to uh was super fancy the brazilian steakhouse that we went to which is like i loved it i loved having you guys there uh but i loved uh, also having you guys at cream barbecue which we were like much closer it was a smaller pool of people we we're just like kind of chatting and going over like a much smaller vicinity of like topics and like the space between us was just sort of smaller so we weren't like yelling at each other the whole time yeah. Very true, very yeah. true. And yes, that's true. He
1: did. He yeah. air took us out and paid for dinner. That was very, very awesome of you. <laughs> so uh okay. Uh, studio events or live events let this wrote down.
2: Hmm. That's a good one. I uh I wanna say live, uh on the condition that my purposes are like met my needs are met which is that uh i really want to get more live event uh b-roll of people like uh Dwayne couldn't make it out to the uh orlando event last year uh fanny fathers versus corruption unfortunately and so i really really will really, not no slight on him i just really wish we got good b-roll of like roca winning the team's belt you know like we don't have that unfortunately and that's like you know stuff that drives me nuts and uh so i, I would love to do more live events wh- where i could like ensure that we have people i have people there if not myself to shoot b-roll for like the big moments so we have that because it looks great like it works it, it gives me a lot of mileage for the competitors um in the studios, uh, I'm able to have that pretty frequently. I can make sure I get that handled myself if if need be. If Dwayne's busy, because Dwayne's taking on a lot of responsibilities these days and them, uh, which I'm really happy for him. Uh, but uh, you know, we had to kind of keep that in mind. So I, I do love live events because it gives us a lot of to work with once it's done. Um, but it does drive me nuts because the promos are usually really big, and uh, I right. have a lot of work into those. <laughs>
1: Definitely do. All right, all right. Uh, I'll throw a little horror one at you since you said you like the horror. Uh yeah. Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees.
2: Uh, Jason. I have to say, Jason. You're a
1: Jason guy. Okay, I am a Jason guy
2: because uh, yeah, i I love them both, but uh, I too. just think uh, Jason has had like the more like fun and wacky uh, uh um series franchise uh because freddy is like fun and wacky like by design jason yeah. is fun and wacky by like mistake because they yeah. didn't they like didn't know what to do with that franchise for like they were going back and forth like he this thing he's dead <laughs> that he's dead <laughs> now he's here. uh jason now he's like now he's, he's undead. <laughs> uh so like I, I i love that he uh uh jason they kind of rolled with it until four and decided like no we're gonna keep going we're just gonna do like eight more of these and then uh yeah yeah it, it's, it's, it's,
4: yeah, yeah.
2: It's a, and it's a I, can, I can watch with like without having to take it seriously because like again, even though I love those those movies, uh, Friday Thirteenth never had the series, never had like a quote unquote like good film. Like yes. Halloween, the first film is like like arguably like a good film. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 30th, uh, yeah. Sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street, like the first one, is like good for what it you know started out as, but then Dream Warriors is like I think arguably like a great film, like for the yeah. franchise. Like I, actually you know, love that I one. just think Friday thirteenth as fun as they can be. They're all pretty schlocky. They're all pretty campy. I don't think any of them like are gonna be held up in like the Pantheon like horror iconic films. I uh do. yeah, Freddy vs. Jason, Drew says <laughs> like, I think I it's I love quite, that one. Like I, I genuinely love that one a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so I I take it with a grain of salt, the whole thing with a grain of salt.
0: Can I tell a quick story just really quickly? I'm so sorry. So okay. I used to have a recurring nightmare, like an actual dream slash nightmare of me surre- like in this weird room of pipes and like uh just it was all red and and it didn't occur to me until i rewatched uh nightmare on elm street that that was actually what i was dreaming what's up video drew perfect timing that was actually what i was dreaming was the scene from nightmare on elm street because i guess i saw it when i was a kid completely blocked it out and that just became my nightmare.
3: Okay, so when I was a kid, what happened was I used That'd to have this reoccurring dream that a guy with a burned face would come to me in my dreams and offer to be my dream prince and would take me to a castle and he could make his face look like anyone else's face. So he could make his face look like Brad Pitt. And he'd go, this is where we live. And if you become my bride, you can live here. The only thing is once a year, we have to go scare these children to death. And <laughs> the day, I had the dream, I'd be like, no, thank you, sir. And he wore a fedora. And <laughs> every, time, I mean, every time I'd be like, no, thank you, sir. And he'd lay me back down on my bed and give me a gentle kiss on my forehead to sleep. And that was like years before, years before I was all night, I on Elm Street movie. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, uh, men in fedoras
0: after the year 2015, or yeah. t- 2005, really, were just
3: terrifying.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: I was supposed to be Mrs. Mrs. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> that's a, a surprise of no one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's um, Yeah.
3: Hi. Bye. I do.
2: I do. I do want to point out. Yeah, what Andres uh, donated for the chat for her, which is mom's machete. Which uh, machete. if you listen to our Freddy uh, versus Jason uh, commentary, uh, we were talking about it, and Drew was like, "Where does the machete come from?" And uh, Andres <laughs> like, "Well, and like some iterations, like gets his mom's machete." And I was, uh, I was just mom's like, machete. <laughs>
4: knees <laughs> okay, wait, <actually>. weak,
2: knees weak, arm heavy. Mom's machete. <laughs> <say that. laughs>
3: mom's machete. It's such a good T-shirt. We have it. designed. Yeah, so we're
2: gonna make it. We're gonna make a T-shirt that says "Mom's Machete" on it. It's it's ma- ma- please it. come With, uh, it
3: I can buy
2: this. Yeah, designed by my friend, my uh, friend, my roommate, who's a, a really talented, talented artist. <laughs> all right, you already just said that Friday the
1: thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth didn't have any good movies or Ash Flaky. But which one would be your favorite then?
2: Uh, if not Freddy versus Jason, because that's like a crossover film. If not that, right. uh, I think I do like um, uh, number four a lot, the final chapter.
1: That's that's, that's that's the one that
2: I think takes itself like most seriously and like does the best doing that. Like it has like it tries to have stakes in it. It's just like the fact that the films like undo all the stakes later on, <laughs> yeah, Demon? no,
3: which because. Here's what I never got and not to, not to interrupt time, guys. Uh, time, but This is this is our quiz time normally. So this is just us and I'm feeling better. So, so here's the thing. Jason makes no sense because he's supposed to be a dead child and then it's mm-hmm. his mom. And then the second one, he's avenging his mom's death as a grown ass man but he's not undead. And there doesn't <laughs> even get to be witchcraft in play. Like he's just a regular dude. So there's like some weird, so just some weird mix up, yeah. like some weird mix up at the ghost factory about who was actually dead. Yeah, we
2: just said it's a weird Three's company Mix up. Yeah, like, like, they just like, thought each other was dead. And they and thought the
3: other one was dead. And then the third the one, <laughs> third one's witchcraft at the end? See, yeah. I and mean, that's yeah. So get the mask till number three. Yeah. So, like, yeah.
1: what are we
2: talking about, guys? That's very good about? question. And the
3: third
4: 3D. Yeah.
1: And then by the time six rolls around, they say, you know what, this is not working. We're just going to go super Jason and make everything work. Yeah. The whole lightning yeah. strikes yeah. and the zombies. Whatever it
3: is, is what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, they put them in space. Yeah. I will give it I'll give it credit though. Unlike uh Saw, at least the third one was the three D one, right? See, yeah. So like, it's not gonna be like
2: the s- yeah, seventh one. Saw seven three D. Saw seven three D. All and right, that's good.
3: Don't get me started on the Saw movies because this is not my chill to action. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, you have to you should say that for your as well, as you are doing your chill episode early. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is a preview
0: for the drill <laughs> for the Drew chill to action. Which will happen?
3: action.
2: Drew to Sure. different well, reaction. Oh, good.
3: Okay, well, I just kind of committed that, but I, yeah, I don't want to take over your time, and I have a tendency to do that. Uh, I just want to say hi to everyone because I know everyone was a little bit worried, uh, and I just yeah. want to do my little cameo. Yes, I'm good. Everything's good. She's We're, alive. I'm alive.
2: This is not a hologram or anything. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> always happy to see you, Drew. We'll talk. Hi to you guys.
3: Later. I like your reaction video. I like your reaction video, PLD. Oh,
1: like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 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 <Hi>. so, uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have one final uh, this is that question I'll throw down there and this is one I've been thinking about doing and bringing back something a little bit uh, Brandon Hannah, or a gaping chest wound gaping chest wound <laughs> uh,
0: there's clearly only one. clearly
1: one. a right answer on this one I
2: mean, I mean Brandon didn't say anything bad about me in that video <laughs> so i mean i'm just saying like all right again like brandon
0: tonight's
2: episode brandon Brandon has always treated me with respect but that's because like he's at my mercy with those things so like yeah so all those like the, the video that he did like he got that on social media but i get to choose how i've used that in his promo
1: <laughs> That's true. That yeah. is true. But so, we do I'll, I'll, so I'll
2: take Brandon. I'll take Brandon with like uh, yeah, the certain limitations that we have over like <laughs> our, our, our work dynamic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, take uh, Brandon with the gaping chest wound.
2: That is the question. We get
1: always with yeah. the gaping chest wound. Yeah, Brandon
0: uh, with the gaping chest wound. Shout out to William Bibiani for giving the best gaping chest wound answer. That's true, yeah.
1: and I will say, uh, Eric. After chill is over, we're gonna talk. I have some money for you. We're gonna make Brandon look bad for his next for his next uh, <laughs> his next match. Just so you yeah.
2: Know. You have the hit. You have the hit on the Hitman. That's
1: true. I'll, that's exactly <laughs> it. Exactly it. And I'll, I'll pay you to make me look really good somehow, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's going to end this or that. Thank you very much for that and and this as well. Uh, now we're going to be going into our very special, of course, questions from the chat. Get that all those right. questions off.
0: That is right. So make sure, number rule number one, don't piss off the editor. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Paul, for this or that. Thank you for bringing back Gaping Chest Spoon. That was one of my favorite ones. Absolutely. It was time. So um, with this next segment in uh, Chill to Action, this is the chat question. So if you have any questions for Eric Rodriguez, uh, make sure that you get them back into the chat. If we missed it, make sure that you get them in there. And for this segment, we're gonna do something new today that we haven't done before, something that I'm super excited about that we're all super excited about. We're gonna go ahead and bring on the one, the only, Miss Kelsey Kirkland is gonna come on for the screen. Hey. And <laughs> she is going to let us know any questions that you have inside of the chat. And while we do that, we are all going to plug whatever we need to plug for the Call to Action Network for here. So Paul, let us know what we have going on in the call to action world at the moment
1: i will i will also say first say pc just said what about stream lab yes any stream labs that have been already put in there we will be answering them as well uh, if you want to do more stream labs we're, we're happy to have them anything it is now so but as in the call to the network action next week on show we actually have to action for the next couple weeks booked out as we try to book it out ahead of time uh next week we have someone who hasn't been around for a bit but he's going to be in a bond match soon so i can't wait to see that in fact I have a bet going. Uh, if you guys ever saw me, I had a bet against Josh Estes about the Back to the Future uh, exhibition match. Well, we went double or nothing now for the, the, the uh, Bond match. He chose Brad Gilmore again because he's a Texan. He's sticking with the Texans. I know Danielle knows all about that, but whatever. I chose this guy, Tim the Tank Franco. Uh, i excited to talk to him. He's very much a Again, a person with late party connections as well. Um, so I'm very excited to talk to him. Uh, yeah, I just said
0: qu- that you're forgetting uh the most important part about next week.
1: Uh, no, I didn't forget. I'm just not gonna talk about it. Um we have the <laughs> next <laughs> Yes, it is Danielle's birthday next yeah, week. Yeah. We'll have a birthday party on <laughs> with Tim as well.
2: Yeah. I will uh I will say uh It is also Video Drew's birthday on the same day.
0: That's right. That's right. Really? Really? Birthday birthday buddies. Yeah. I have this same birthday. I found this out on one of her Twitch streams. She talked about it, said it was May 25th. May 25th is my birthday. It is Video Drew's birthday. So everyone come and hang out and wish us some some happy birthdays and all of that good stuff. Happy
1: Birthday! Well, uh,
0: I can't believe you said that, Paul. I'm very sad.
1: <laughs> wow, did hear You're too bad. I'm just trying to do a little bit of a zinger. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll make it up to you later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
5: Also, We're now,
1: in a couple of weeks, we also have the first cut taking over chill to action. We got the first. The wonderful Sabrina Ramirez will be on. Uh, and then the following week after that, we will have RB3 with the infectious laughter. I'm going to try to get him to laugh as much as I can because his laughter um, yes. features cancer at this point. Yes. So good. Uh, and uh, did, did what about us? Uh, Small this week. We have smoke coming up. Uh, is it not-,
0: is not coming up this Wednesday? Unfortunately, right now, as far as we know, it's a bye day. Um, I believe that Alex was in the chat. If she needs to say anything, then definitely uh don't be surprised. Swag is in the chat. Shout out to Swag. That is me. Just so you know. Um <laughs> uh Schmobates is moving from this Wednesday to next Monday. So that would that is going I ugh, I forgot what Monday is that a bit is kelsey do you happen to know what monday that is who's uh, uh participating in that monday so, uh, I think it's
1: dwayne versus it's, james right
0: yeah
5: dwayne versus james
1: dwayne
0: dwayne versus james that is right so um unfortunately Shmo bates is not this wednesday but next monday uh, on my birthday dwayne versus james is going to be right before Chill to Action, so you will catch Schmo Bates before you get Chill to Action. Make sure that you tune into that. It's going to be a great C2A day. Thank you so much, Jake. And um, if we get anything scheduled in for Wednesday uh, between then, we will definitely let you know. But as far as we know, it's going to be an off day for C2A that day. And then we do have a call to the fan leagues coming on Friday. And uh, that'll, be, that'll be one to watch. So make sure that you tune, tune into that for sure.
1: And of course, Sunday, next Sunday, as always, we have Call Live hosted by the great, the wonderful Kelsey Kirk.
5: So. Thank you. <laughs> oh, There you go.
1: Now, Kelsey, I guess it'll be New York.
5: All right. I let believe
1: me Believe It is
5: Streamlabs. All right. Where did we leave off? So we have a question from Napia Did you watch wrestling pre-Shmodown? Can you gain inspiration from classic wrestling promos, or do you find it best to keep it a clean palette?
2: uh <laughs> i uh yeah i watched wrestling a little bit when i was younger uh, like with my friends primarily so i I don't think i personally was like a huge wrestling fan like i didn't go out of my way to watch it like by myself i usually was just surround a lot of people who did it's so, like my cousins so, like my friends so i watch it like through them for the most part so i was aware of like the storylines and a lot of stuff that was going on uh and then as far as like the promos go i uh do take inspiration from those things and then uh like Ideas, like ideas and beats of like kind of what I want to uh, emulate uh, from like those and other like trailers and TV spots that I do admire. Uh, but I always try to like steer clear of like copying them, like, you know, one for one or anything like that. I don't want to like replicate anything too closely. I want to give the show and make sure the show has like a certain style to it and like make sure like it the show has unique flair from like what you might see on WWE. And uh, I think one of the most recent ones I can recall was the uh women's wrestlemania event that they had last year i think it was last year uh, between becky lynch and uh ronda rousey and uh, uh the third one i forgot who. Uh, the brick Flair. uh yeah um flare. yeah yeah the Flair. uh she uh yeah th- that promo i think was one of the best ones they had done in recent memory and so like i was really inspired by that i think it was that one actually that i saw shortly before the houston promo mm-hmm. That gave me the inspiration to make the Houston promo the way it was, which is like the kind of like more energetic, like uh, rock music coming in uh, for because that matched Sky and Bateman much more than like the cinematic music that you might find for like some of the other competitors. Thank
1: love you. that. I love
0: that. Um, I, really quickly, I just want to ask. Um, so Nerd Chronic, your promo is kind of got like this, or I'm sorry, your uh your logo has this sort of uh Super Mario theme to it kind of alludes to video games sort of things did you ever play mk11
2: uh i was that the one that came up most recently yes okay i played a little bit of it not like not a whole lot i didn't go through most of it the way i could i played it because my, my roommate had it and so i played it just uh, like small fights here and there yeah
0: my question was about ronda rousey being an mk11
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh ronda rousey you know much to ter- you know she's uh, Good for her making so much accomplishments in her career but she is a in my opinion not a fantastic actress uh she's really not uh, she is uh, fortunately, very not like you know like all to her and you know all best of luck to her but uh i recently like we were talking about that funny uh too because we uh also just recently rewatched all the fast and furious movies, with yeah, I movies and so she's pretty bad in fast and furious seven
1: <laughs> yes she is Stop.
2: yeah
0: I did not enjoy her as my favorite Mortal Kombat character, Sonya Blade, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. As an actress, she's a great UFC fighter. (sighs) She's
0: a great fighter, absolutely 100%, but was very
5: unentertained with MK11. Okay,
1: that's it for me. Kelsey?
5: All right, next question. Well, it's actually more of a statement. It's from Faris, and it it is, Eric, I think you're awesome, and we love you.
1: Oh, thank you, Faris, yeah. We love you, General Whiskers.
5: Yeah, (laughs) good luck for me, Althana.
1: All thank right, you. and then
5: we have one from Kelly Yakovetta. Says, "Eric, I love your promos and what you've brought to the Schmodown. You're great."
2: Oh, thank oh. you, thank you, Jake. Is that
5: Mommy Yaks? Is <laughs> that mommy Yaks.
2: Yeah. Is that what that
1: is? Is that Mommy I Yaks?
0: Know. Someone let me know if that's Mommy Yaks or someone.
2: Kelly? if you're getting love from Mommy Yaks, that's that's pretty pretty impressive. So. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, that's always fun. That's 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 the best part. Like like finding getting love from like family members of people in the Schmodown. Like I don't watch the show, but I liked what you did. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw what you did. Like the, the one thing you did. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And there you go. Jake does say, yep. yeah. Are you. Are. <laughs> so thank you, Jake. Thank you so much.
5: <laughs> All right. And then we have a question from PC. Uh, I really dug your Oregon trip story. If you did have to fly for an event with Schmodown, where would you hope to go?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I had said on, um, the uh uh, hotel nerd podcast that i've never been on a plane so i've never flown anywhere in my life Uh, not one because uh i have like you know some jitters about it because i just never have but two because i've never just never been in a situation where i had to i never like had to travel anywhere in my life like uh, afar um so i haven't gone to a a schmodown event abroad yet so i was thinking about Last last time we did it, I was thinking about doing the New York event going out there because, like, you know, everyone loves to go to that one. It's the kickoff of the season and it's like a big party. Um, uh, awesome. I was trying to put things in motion to potentially go to Houston with Drew and Jake and like some other people when uh, when that was still a thing, yeah, <laughs> 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 it's
0: the anniversary of Houston, May 18th. And two minutes midnight, my time. So,
2: yeah, I, could, I still hear the, the soundbite in my head from the promo. May 18th, Guy Bateman. Yep. Man, <laughs> I
0: got
2: put- <laughs> uh Yeah, I, I think uh, probably somewhere close to you guys, probably Houston would be a, a great one to fly to. Yeah.
0: yeah. Come to Texas for sure. We'll hang yeah. out. <laughs> I'll take you to dinner in Texas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once they know that perfect
5: all right now for the general chat questions uh what would you ever want to edit a feature if so what genre um yeah i,
2: mean, I think maybe a feature i think would be fun to do uh, i don't know if i would want to do that like as a career or like professionally like you know like as like, I mean, as, uh, as opposed to the schmodown um mm-hmm. but i would you know in, in in theory i would like to edit a feature and probably um something uh a little more like in my style a little more action-based you know uh i really uh i like the movie baby driver a lot because yeah. of the editing because of the music and because of, like the directorial prowess in it uh i do think it's eric wright's weakest film <laughs> I, I i really, I really do uh, but however i just think that's because he put like so much time and effort into like the visual aspects of that film which are masterfully done
1: that's an interesting concept. I didn't ever really yeah. thought of it that way. I did enjoy the film, but you, when you say it like that, I, go, I can see I can see where you're coming from. I think maybe I was distracted by the masterfulness of it. Yeah, I do like the film, but <laughs> the music helps a lot too. To me. yes, absolutely, I was really, really banging on that one. So, all
5: right, perfect. <laughs> and then we have Eric. What is your favorite movie score? Ooh, thank thank
4: you.
2: You. good one. Good uh, I think uh, the easy answer for me is Lord of the Rings, like in general. Mm. Like, like, Like series, like franchise. I think, like, I think that's probably the greatest score, like, in cinema history for that entire franchise. Like, everything just fits so well. Um, if not that, though, uh, I really do love the score for Arrival.
1: Ah, that was a good one. It was very that we just just finished the just watched that the other day.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful score for like a, a very uh, otherwise like, you know, what would be a slow film, like a very slow film, slow burn film. But I think the score does wonders for kind of like uh, helping the pacing, uh, helping carry the pacing along for like the moments that you kind of need to invest in the characters in the slower moments. <laughs> it's
1: funny, we did this uh, show I do on uh, called class action on the on Ben and Drew's page. We just did Arrival versus Interstellar. We mentioned that it's a shame <laughs> that uh, his score couldn't be nominated for an Oscar because he used uh, – yeah prior music or uh, i've got the track i didn't have my notes with
2: me. yeah they used uh they used one track from from another previous work so they couldn't be nominated for best wow, score
1: wow that's interesting
0: I, I didn't know that speaking yeah. of
1: class action there's my brother richard eric jeremy talking about that yes i should freak out i did freak out at him a little bit when he said that's the thing badly. it's like i almost, I, almost
2: <laughs> I just i just feel like i can't like john williams is like like a given you know yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like it's like duh you know <laughs> it's like that it's again like my god like, John Williams, Williams. Like,
0: oh my gosh that's hilarious cuz i almost said
2: it yeah i recently watched rewatched Hook uh for the quiz that we did and that movie I, I love it because I, I grew up with it, like for sure. But the movie itself, like I see why it has like a twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes and certain aspects. Like it is like there are parts of it that don't like click together that are very weird. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like again, from an editing standpoint, like it just like it's very uh, bizarre. Um, but the John Williams score in it is still like so beautiful and fantastic. Like the score does so much for that movie. Honestly, like it makes like feel, like moments that would otherwise be so corny like are like make, that he makes them really beautiful. <laughs> like like the like a score it- is absolutely beautiful.
1: It's it's absolutely funny. It's exactly what you say because when that question came in and you started answering, it in my head I'm going, "Well, Star Wars," but then I started thinking to myself, "Like, but I can't answer Star Wars. It's too duck the answer." So that's an interesting answer. What's next beyond John Williams and Star Wars? So I thought the exact yeah. same thing.
2: But,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um, almost like is
2: it his own Yeah, yeah,
1: there's on the nature of daylight. That's the, yeah. that's the that's song right. that was reused in Arrival. So. Okay. I, mean, I could geek out about scores a lot, so but go ahead, go, go, go to next question. Right, question from Dean <laughs> yeah.
5: Morgan. What's your favorite thing you've edited outside of Showdown? Yeah, yeah.
4: Uh,
2: I did. Uh, I was an assistant editor for uh, three shows that are uh, at Disney World now. Um, oh. Like, uh, I don't know if you if you guys ever been to Disney World. They have uh, at the have the like. Uh, uh, projected light shows that they do so like for the animal kingdom they have like the water light show that they do that they just revamped so they have like uh, uh clips of like the animated films integrated with like live action animal films that they've done uh as well as like the the like the disney world of uh or movie magic uh, uh that did like three years ago which was a montage of all their live action films and then oh. last year they did a uh, show, a projection show, which was like a montage of all their animated films, which is projected on their Gomin's Chinese theater venue, like the backdrop that they have. So like it's like just projected image like lights of like the clips going here and there, left and right, like around like with the animations rolling. I was the assistant editor for those shows. So I had to I was paid to literally sit and procure like clips from all their, their library of films. Like so I got to like, go through like all the pirates films, pick out all like the great money shots for like Jack Sparrow, like the great sound bites and stuff like that. I had to go through the like Beauty and the Beast when that was coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like Tron, uh, everything that they had, and just pick out like all like the best clips from like every Disney film ever. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Honey, really? Like we could have been talking about Disney this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honey, that's I'm, like, i like as much as like Eric. I love you so much, and that makes me so proud. Like I'm, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go,
1: big shocker, big shocker. Daniel's, Daniel's gonna cry. I <laughs> That's
0: amazing.
2: yeah and that was fun. that was a lot of fun to uh be a part of that um and uh there was a point in the first show that i did with live action films where i uh got uh they got really slammed with the work for the deadline so they actually let me like design a handful of like the uh montages the sequences that we did for uh um like i think it was a uh guardians of the galaxy and Beauty and the Beast and Pirates of the Caribbean, I got to place the images like kind of like in where they went with the flow of it. And like I had to, again, I to do a lot of study for like eye tracking and like how the audience would perceive it depending on where they're standing in the crowd.
1: That's awesome. That's, that's when so cool. don't think about it. So very cool. Hey. Hey. Craig that's Craig. Cool. <laughs> so nobody's worth shielding their tronic, and that's probably damn true. So. Probably. Craig, no.
2: Craig's our ringer for the, our quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> He's always ready to go. <laughs>
1: I got to ask you a question about that. Has he ever missed a question in your quizzes? I don't think I've ever seen him miss a question. <laughs> uh, craig,
2: Craig's craig been rocked a few times on some of our quizzes. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. like, you know, and to his credit, he's still like a trivia master. It's just like, you know, some deep cut questions on clue are pretty damn hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's like it's the movies that like you might not have watched it in years and like uh, some movies are harder than others because like the details are just more uh, like inherently obscure. Like clue is a very fast movie. So like it's easy to miss details with like the, like the this onslaught of comedy that's coming at you every second, every second. So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you might miss. And so we have stumped Craig on a few. Uh, I can say proudly, however, I do not take that away from his movie trivia prowess and the fact that he is uh with one match, eminently uh, undefeated in the movie. She reached down. Yeah. Exhibition as Like four
0: endings, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, he did. He did. Great, got Scott Pilgrim. program. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, shout out to Janine as well, who aced our Scott Pilgrim quiz. She got every okay. single question, right? That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything
5: less from Janine in a Scott. Pilgrim match.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: All, all right, right. Yeah.
5: next question from garth mcmurray uh, speaking of gaping chest wounds did you watch that <laughs> video drew live stream with me and paul on camera where i showed my gaping chest wound photo that drew loved and paul hated
2: I, uh, yeah i think i did see that i think that was when she was still in new york and like she was just doing a live stream and Garth <laughs> came on he was recovering thankful i'm thankful mm-hmm. that garth is like now like seeming uh, very uh recovered and healthy these days uh but yeah uh he he showed that to the the audience and the crowd on the stream and uh, that's Drew's type of thing, you know? <laughs>
0: right. I saw that on Twitter. Garth had posted that. T- I think it was a reply to Roxy, or I think yeah. he posted that picture on Twitter. And I didn't know what I was looking at until I read what Garth had posted. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Garth. Uh, general
5: Garth. Garth is still a general, correct?
1: Garth is a general Island. Yeah, that's for the sure. Thing. Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
5: All right. Next question from Zigallo. How did you find content to practice editing? Uh,
2: so I guess here's a funny app for anything I could say. Um, when I was in high school, I started editing. Uh, so I'm I'm really big in anime. Like I do love anime, and uh, so I started I started editing by doing uh, AMVs. I started doing anime music videos when I was younger, uh, in high school. So just like, you're just like, you know, taking clips from like my favorite anime shows and like mixing with music, like to the beat and like just building small music videos out of it. And uh, I was actually, I got on YouTube pretty early on when it started and I was for a a while, I think for like a year and a half, I was the 30th most subscribed person on YouTube.
1: uh, When I I
2: started doing that, because I was doing a lot of anime music videos for that. And I, uh, I started doing uh, these, like this other thing where I would mix uh, anime with um like stand-up comedy so mm-hmm. like i would uh, have like the under like the, the comedy tracks are, like certain bits and jokes from stand-up material and I would, like uh, dub it underneath like anime characters like speaking with it and like match the clips to it to match like the content that they were saying and it, it, that took off and like it was it was funny it's a fun thing to do and like it helped with like lip syncing and stuff so like i did that for a while and uh that got me like really high on youtube and so that's what I started doing out for a long time when I was younger. I would just do a lot of like music video type stuff with that, and that's how I kind of developed my style for doing stuff what it is now, which is mixing music with action and like dialogue and like and underlying uh, narration.
0: I don't watch a lot of anime, but I did just recently start watching Avatar: The Last Airbender.
2: Yeah, that's great I did like, too.
1: First time uh, tonight, actually.
0: <laughs> and I'm on, I'm on like episode twenty of the first book. So.
2: Wait, so you're both re- watching for the first time?
4: Mm
0: hmm. First wow. time.
2: You guys, My- that's, that's impressive. I'm, I'm really glad you guys are. I'm glad more people are because I also I edit for uh, a reaction channel. Uh, her name is Iman Snow. And mm-hmm. so she does uh, big reactions for uh, like um, uh, anime and like TV shows, like live action shows as well. And they're going through Avatar right now and she uh they just started book three and they're loving it and it's really special to me because i love that show 100 percent. like i think that's arguably in like my top five tv shows of all time like i think it's like a perfect oh, yeah. tv show it is a show that gets better every season like every season it's better than the last and it ends like perfectly and uh i think uh you guys are one for and for like a great ride but i too i am glad that the show has legs and has like a new revival now because it's on netflix Right, i,
0: was- I are doing reaction videos on my personal channel for it.
2: Yeah, yeah you, my daughter loves like, I love it. I and there's an audience for it. Like the, the people who love that show love that show. So there's an audience who it's are a, eager.
0: I've gotten nothing but good uh, reception from like anytime I tell someone that I'm watching the show, they're like, yes, it's the best show. Yeah,
2: my yeah. yeah. daughter and wife love the so-
0: perfect show.
2: Yeah, it's a That's beautiful show. Right. I, I was like, you know, amazing concepts, not, not just for children, but for like adults and just like, you know, like philosophy, Eastern philosophy too. And like, just like the thoughts in general. Um, yeah. It's, it's a really beautiful show. And I think uh, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And if you do post anything for it, as far as reactions, like there's an audience I think you'll find because people are, are eager to see reactions to it. Cause like they love the show. It's been gone for like 15 years now and people are happy to see people get into it again.
5: It's that old? Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And-
5: Kelsey, have you seen it? I sort of my daughter watched the whole thing and so I've seen episodes here and there as I walked in the room and out and stuff like that but I've been wanting to sit and just watch it but it was on Prime for a while that's when we watched it and then I'm like okay I'm going to sit and watch it and then it got pulled off of Prime and then it wasn't streaming anywhere yeah so now that I know it's on Netflix yeah
0: earlier today I was going to say just to you Kelsey this is a show you should watch with your kids it's so yeah, much
5: fun. Tilly's seen all of it yeah. she loves, nice.
1: <laughs> she loves it. I know Kelsey I'm all I'm all in. I know because of uh, the Clone Wars. Because of
5: Dave Filoni yep. worked. Dave died.
1: Filoni. Yep. I, saw, I I didn't yep. know Dave
0: Filoni did anything on it until I saw it at the end credits that Dave Filoni directed a few episodes that I've seen so far. So he was heavily um, into it.
2: So I'm the totally clone.
4: into
2: this. Yeah, and there's there's definitely a lot of uh, uh, crossover in terms of like storytelling and uh, uh, pacing with like the Clone Wars and Avatar. You know, like they're able to take, uh, they're able to do so much with so little.
1: Right you know and but like
2: like for like small arcs you know right absolutely so
1: all
5: right okay. another question is there a certain editing transition that either drives you up the wall or is in your opinion overused
2: um maybe not drives me up the wall but like there's um it's funny now i was talking to drew about it i forgot what we were watching we're watching cube we're watching cube cuz i have never seen cube it's her favorite movie or like one of her top 3 movies and uh there are what i call the tv edits in them which were like uh, movies when they like, get done with the scene and it fades black, then it fades back up, and it's like I, mean, I was just like, like, why do they do that? Like, <laughs> like that's that's a, it's an out of date thing. Like movies don't really do that anymore. Pulp Fiction does it. Um, Half of what like older films, like iconic films, do it, but like you don't really see that anymore. Like fade to Blacks in, in the middle of a movie
1: because it's right. It's,
2: it's like it's a weird pacing thing that you you yeah. wouldn't see it anymore. Um, so like that just it sticks out to me when it happens. Uh, I don't like fault them because it was the, it's a product of their time, but like it is the thing that's kind of stands out to me now um uh there is uh yeah i think uh just uh, beyond that like i think uh editing as far as transitional editing it's mainly just i i don't like when things get too flashy i like uh do unless the moment of the edit calls for it i don't just i just don't like when things uh overdo itself uh, as far as like you know uh, flashy transitions i I like cuts that kind of are complemented by the action of the content itself
5: All right. Another question from Dave. Hey, Eric, I know you were going to compete in the showdown, but could not because became a full-time editor. What is your accuracy rates next answer? Uh,
2: my accuracy rates? I would say uh, Andres would know probably better than I would because he was sitting next to me when we would answer questions next to each other. But uh, I feel like I was answering things uh, at, least, at least 80% and upward. Uh, which was uh, depending on what it was. So we were so Andres and I, when we worked together, we worked together for a couple of years at the same company. Uh, uh, we worked a night shift. So at night, we would, when things would slow down, we would get out whiteboards at the, at the office and sit down and watch the teams match. And uh, I would play along with him as a team. We would play as a, as a team against the teams on screen. And uh, I would, would be fair. I would remember the ones I did and didn't know at the taping. So I would make sure to answer accurately. I would answer fairly if I didn't or didn't know it. And play along that. Um, and we would, I would say, we probably would have won uh, last year in the team's tournament. We probably would have won, I'd say, at least, uh, like, six or seven of the matches in the team's tournament. Like, again, uh, against either side of the teams.
1: Oh, all right. Okay.
2: Yeah, Andre says it there. <laughs> there you go.
5: Oh, nice. All right question from garth uh would you ever do promos for pay for players in the fan leagues
2: uh i think so i mean i i i guess i want to be opposed to it i mean i again i'm pretty slammed these days as far as like work goes with the showdown especially now like we, we have the star wars tournament coming up we have the energy tournament coming up there's a lot on my plate um but i have uh helped out uh with a couple of the family promos in the past just like for as far as advice like giving them tips on what they could do and how they could structure it Uh, i helped out a little bit with the family face-off match that they did uh with the the two uh uh, teams of uh, little girls that they had uh like back a couple years ago or last year
4: yeah yeah,
2: Uh, so yeah so like uh stuff like that i think uh, i would be happy to help out uh i wouldn't want to promise anything like i ahead of time because again i'm super busy and it's hard to gauge out like what i can dedicate my time to that isn't already on like a fit schedule these days mm-hmm. so yeah so all that's right. kind of like i would i would not i want to say flat-out no to it i'll be you know eager to talk about it
5: all right Very cool all right we, that might, ask, you know,
2: we might try
1: to do we might try to pay you from call yeah. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. for sure right right before like the award period you know just i uh, <laughs> 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 us look like really good <laughs>
5: <laughs> or for we need all my help <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure yes Alright, I believe that is all the questions that I have yeah. seen that are on the screen at least at the moment, so yeah. thanks for those those are amazing guys.
2: I do see I do see one from uh, Sean that, uh, in addition to the Avatar one, which is like uh, he mm-hmm. asked me if I had seen Dragon Prince on Netflix Oh, uh, I did see that. Yep. Yeah, and I, and I did I did see Dragon Prince, I saw the first season and I enjoyed it because it's from the same creators some of the same creators as Avatar and uh, I didn't I wasn't fully taken with the animation. Uh, I know they tried to do the kind of like um, stuttery like uh, 2D/ slash 3D style of it and it was a bit off-putting a bit. It didn't like, wasn't a deal breaker for me, but I, I I do think they had some improvement there that they could do for the second season. However, uh, what really got me was the story. I felt it was like really short in the first season and it kind of left off on a point where I wasn't like fully invested in like what happened next. It felt like it ended on kind of like a, an episode where like you would expect to see it next week, not next year. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of forgot about it after going to the second season. Um, I heard it did improve a lot, though, and I heard it's really great and has a lot of the same actors from Avatar, uh, which I do uh, I do enjoy. Um, but yeah, I think maybe someday I might give it a second shot to go back into it, even though I still haven't seen the final season of Clone Wars that just aired. Nice. <laughs> oh! Like, definitely I definitely
0: you know, caught I, up on it.
2: Yeah, I just I, I haven't seen it. I've been so busy lately with everything going on, so I, I, I haven't watched a single episode. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it so I do want to binge watch it one of these days. Yeah. I hope
1: they actually put the last 4. If that actually would be better than a lot of the Star Wars. Like if I had to rank that as far as my in my Star Wars movies, it would definitely be in the top 5 of the Star Wars movies of all time. That how good the last yeah. 4 episodes are.
0: That's a big thing yeah. coming from Paul.
1: Mm-hmm. Big praise.
0: Mm-hmm. Um I I just recently got into The Last Airbender and um the Fire Prince, I can't remember his name at the moment, but like the the actor who voices him is like fucking uh, Rupio from uh, from Hook.
4: Yeah. So, right. I, off. so yeah.
0: I love that, and there are a lot of uh, really cool voice actors that are involved in uh, Avatar. So I I genuinely love that. Uh, there love is that a a question. Yeah, I see some questions
5: popping up. Yeah. So definitely, that's the one. Yeah. What's what is thing? your the thing film? The <laughs> one film that will tell you to watch. Like Christian Harlan
4: is.
2: People keep telling me to watch that I have not seen. That I just like keep thinking of reasons not to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think,
0: uh, think of mine too.
2: Oh, I think, uh, Apocalypse Now. And Apocalypse uh, Now. I, I mean, it's, <gasps> it's, it's like, a horror film. you know, I know it's good. And um, a yeah, in a book. Yeah, I just never—I just never had—I missed it, you know, growing up, and I just never had the chance to like sit down and just watch it <laughs> for any like specific reason. Like, who wants to rewatch Apocalypse Now? <laughs> like, right. you know, in-, in my circle of friends, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not those one of those. There's always movies like that. you just like, like you watch them once, and then you don't want to watch it again. Yeah, like, even if it's really good, you're kind of like, I can't do that again.
0: because yeah. <laughs> I Apocalypse Now is definitely a a movie, man, that takes a lot out of you when you watch it. Yeah. And it's it's a hard second watch. Like I can't imagine anyone who who watches Apocalypse now that has like <laughs> over and over again. But at the same time, like I'm a fan of Full Metal Jacket. Like Full Metal mm-hmm. Jacket is a movie that I can watch yeah. over and over again. And it's only like it's only because of my love for Stanley Kubrick. So war movies like that, I do feel like they're hard. To watch. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. And we Very do much. have a super chat from Oscar. Speaking of the Houston Mm -hmm. live event anniversary, (laughs) would you rather take a shot or give someone a chair shot? And why is it Jake? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Can I? No. No. Let Eric answer
2: first. Yeah. Uh, No, I would never, I can never give Jake a a chair shot. I can never do that to Jake. (laughs) uh, There's
5: enough other people that would. On his behalf. (laughs) I'd, I'd,
2: I'd take it. I'd have to take it on his behalf. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and
1: Houston, he pretty much got a chair shot, didn't he? I mean, it was almost a chair shot. It was just a punch in the mouth, but he did take a shot. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: Houston! The the um, chair, congratulations! Chair being a fist. <laughs> One, year. One year for Houston, uh, the Houston live event, the probably the best live event for anyone inside of the Action Army. Uh, man, I'm so sorry, Jake, that you had to leave with a bloody shirt
5: after that <laughs> whole event.
4: <laughs> all right oh, and then
5: wow. i do see i believe one more question okay. what other anime series are a must watch for new viewers like daniel
2: and me uh that's a good one and um, me too really
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah um so like the thing about avatar avatar is like a like quote unquote american anime so it's not like <laughs> a you know traditional japanese anime so it has like an american style of animation and also has like Even though it's based in eastern philosophy and uh eastern martial arts it is like still uh an american-based show um, in the way it's presented and uh the thing is like for actual like traditional anime from japan like there's a lot of like idiosyncrasies that you have to get used to like the humor and the kind of like timing in it and like the uh the the uh aesthetic of like the way like uh material and like jokes are presented uh there's like a a bit of an acquired taste to it i would say uh however I do think a good gateway anime that a lot of people have gotten, have used to get into lately uh, is Attack on Titan. And uh, yeah, Attack on Titan is like a, uh, it is, I think, the like Game of Thrones of anime because uh, anime, like they, as like, it's like a trope, it's like a joke anime where like you uh, will have very serious uh, moments cut by like random humor like they'll have like a I'm like, sorry, weird I'm like so
0: much at this moment i'm just laughing at paul and kelsey because they, you said the right words you said game of thrones
1: yeah.
5: <laughs> and i saw danny's face light up like <laughs> <laughs> so
1: please continue though with your <laughs>
2: attack and Titan. yeah is, but yeah i mean it's essentially like so like anime usually you'll have like a serious moment in anime where like someone's, like, dying, or, like, they're, like, you know, telling something, like, really horrible, and then they'll have, like, a, a character come out just, like, a really dumb joke, or like, a really silly joke, that, like, the animation changes, they're doing, like, a like, cute anime thing for a second, and then just to kind of bring some levity to the moment, but it's kind of undercuts, like, the tension of it. Attack on Titan doesn't really have any of those moments. It really doesn't have any moments of, like, levity or, like, uh, like hard humor like that, like, or abrupt humor. Um, the show is, like, very dark, it's uh, very uh, serious, and it is mystery-based, so it is, like, um, the, the the general premise is that it takes place in a, a world where humans live behind like these walls, like these uh, big walls. Uh, humanity uh, lives inside these giant walls, and outside of those walls are uh, giant, like monster people that will eat them if they if you if they come in contact with them and that's kind of the crux of the story i'm gonna give anything else away um but it's it's a like a like really hardcore like horror like show where like there's like a lot of like you know like death and like stakes to it like you know characters do die like left and right um there's a there's a really great uh, characterization like there's a huge like slew of characters that you get to know um, and Also, uh, again, it is mystery based so there's a mystery to the show as to like what's really going on with the world and like how we get here and like there's like with characters stuff like that that you build out and uh, One thing if you guys do get into it You have a benefit is that you have three seasons uh, three or four seasons to binge now because it's been out whereas uh, they finished season one and then they took like, a five-year hiatus <laughs> to get to season oh. two,
5: oh my yeah. gosh and okay so it's
0: like the world of a song of ice and fire yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah so it was really hard for fans of the show to like get back invested because they were like tearing they pulling their hair out waiting for the second season and so it finally came season two is done season three is done they're getting season four i think it's done uh halfway done and so the, yeah there's a lot to if you guys can binge watch now you'll get the investment, also some resolution. If you binge-watch it now, you have a lot to work with. <laughs> but that is a good anime. I, I would highly recommend that anime to you if you're not familiar with anime in general.
5: Sounds good. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Woo-hoo! I like
2: that. Yeah, I know my son loves Attack on Titan,
1: so I would definitely want
2: to do that. As yeah. As well. <laughs> <Okay>.
5: Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I think yeah. that's what we have for chat questions.
2: That's it. That might be okay. it. Uh, yeah. I do. I do want to ask you guys something though
5: oh okay yeah.
2: uh yeah because I always, I always would like to have asked, love to ask this because we're at, talking about the quizzes and stuff um i would like to ask the three of you uh are there any movies you would like to see a quiz for like oh, a movie yeah. that movie that you just like hold dear to your heart from like your childhood or like you just like you watch like as a comfort movie like the back of your hand you know you just you watch it frequently because you just you just love it so much
5: i have probably watched the movie get him to the greek like a hundred times. It's yeah. a weird movie, but I love that movie. I've seen it a lot.
1: <laughs> okay. I got to again, once again, I got to x Star Wars. Any Star Wars question, I would love Star Wars, but beyond that, I have two I would think of. The Crow.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> that's charlie <right? laughs> you know, you know, right <laughs> why do you, you keep asking about the
4: crow that's exactly
1: <laughs> I, I am Chris left on that because i love the crow. i watched it like 35 times during like my when it came out in the theaters was running a bit for me that or because i had to throw ahead a harris question i'd have to go with the rock for red harris
2: the rock oh yeah. the rock would be good it'd be great that would be a fun one so yeah
0: yeah, I think if there was uh, one specific movie, um, two movies come to mind for me, and it's um, Coco, obviously. I, I would love to see more questions about Coco. And uh, The Land Before Time. The Land Before Time was a movie franchise that uh, that I genuinely loved. Um, I loved the first movie. I understand if there are not going to be questions about the other two, three, <laughs> <laughs> and then, York, there's like 20 of them now yeah, the yeah, first I, one the first I, one's a classic <laughs> but, um, that would be cool Time I think would be a great movie that would be in there and uh, specifically questions about Sarah but that's just that's just me
1: yeah <laughs> I just did want to pop this up real quick Where is it? Robert Adams if we, you want it baby you, know, you got it
2: so. yeah that'd be good yeah Robert Adams and The Rock match. Yeah, I would love to see that. I can, I can make uh, that happen right. for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: I watched The Rock recently because of Paul, and uh, that <laughs> bathroom scene is as epic as the you. The shower saw. room sequence. Oh. <laughs> I oh, Mary, you're oh, <laughs> you He walked the wrong goddamn room, Commander. Oh, God. <laughs> like you know, like if if you haven't seen The Rock. At least, at least Google the what's the proper term? I want to say uh, the, scene. That's not shower it.
1: Room, shower the. Shower room, room scene scene shower room scene
0: from The Rock. Please Google.
1: <laughs> God, <I> Harris, <laughs> such a hero. He's such a oh hero. My
0: fucking God, y'all! Like that's that's an epic scene in movie history in general, I guess. But like that was so good.
1: <laughs> that's what it would say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Take this gutting you, boy,
0: boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what yeah. dreams May come is also a movie that I feel like there are oh, yeah. questions of because that's one of my favorite Robin Williams movies. Chiba yeah. Coding Jr., all of that good stuff. Um I, I think I've seen one What Dreams May come question in the entire run of the SchmoDown.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's why I like doing these quizzes, you know, because like we we there are just movies that people love that just won't naturally get asked about because they didn't have like wide releases or they like, didn't like have like huge acclaim. Uh, but they're fan favorite for some people, so I, I I like doing those quizzes for certain people.
1: Yeah, there you go. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and prom fr- queen. The prom queen. <laughs> 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 that right there. Yeah. <laughs> that was James Bond, right? Yeah. Jay's
0: Bond. I it's basically, okay. what it was. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's just basically making sure that you put a lot of ashes and ages inside of what you're saying.
2: Yeah. It's essentially, yeah. I mean, the fan theory is that he's basically Jay, he's supposed to be James Bond. Yeah. Basically, it's the old James Bond. Basically, yeah. That's
1: what it is. I love it. I actually watched that in my headcan. I love little theories like that that it make it. I don't care if they make complete sense or not. I always buy into him and go, yeah, I'll I'll go with it. Let's go with it. <laughs> Yeah. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. It did yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Well, Danielle.
0: Well, Paul. Well, Kelsey. <laughs> well, my dear friend Eric.
4: Yeah.
0: That seems like it is it for the call to action for a chill to action here tonight on this Monday morning. Uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday morning, officially. Oh,
1: Tuesday morning. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: that's, that's totally what I meant for that. <laughs> this cheap wine
2: yeah Yeah, i do want to yeah i do want to say um yeah thank you to everyone who was in the chat um like sean and jill and uh the adams brothers and everyone else danny and peggy uh because i keep tabs on all these people because that was like how i got involved with this like i would just you know keep tabs on people who i liked who i enjoyed seeing and uh like find the network between everyone like see how the web expanded between like the people that i enjoyed seeing and that's why i liked the show itself the Smodown when i first found it because it was like as emma five described it like the super smash brothers of like movie trivia it was just, like all these favorite people that i know coming together and so like i do love it now like seeing everyone come together and seeing the names that are in the chat and like it really, really means a lot to me seeing all like, these people that i know like hang around to listen to us talk
0: Absolutely! Big shout out to everyone who was in the chat. There were a few names in there that who I hadn't seen before. So if this is your first time here, make sure that you like and subscribe to this channel, to this video, all of that good stuff. Eric, really quickly, uh, plug your socials anywhere we can find you. Anything that you're doing, let us know where you're at, my dude. Uh,
2: so you find me uh, as it says right here at Neurochronic, uh, at basically across all social media platforms: uh, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook uh on youtube as well uh patreon uh dot com slash neurochronic. and uh i do my, my video chronic quizzes with video drew mondays and thursday nights uh which i always love and are very fun uh and i uh, speaking of which which, i'm plugging all our stuff uh so plug, it, we,
0: plug it plug it drew
2: we usually would do a video chronic quiz tonight uh but i'm doing Hi, this right Kelsey. now yeah Hi. and uh so we'll probably do one on thursday night
3: yeah we'll do it thursday thursday
2: nights and yeah. uh other than that i also uh we do our movie uh chronic commentary oh with my God, our it's buddy so long it's so long with our buddy andres who's a studying now so might come over a little bit more so we can probably do some more of those uh yeah <laughs> sure, <Andre. laughs> and uh on top of that i'm also uh, still working on it i've had some like you know life tribulations the type of work issues to deal with but uh, I am working on doing a series on my Patreon where I do dissections and breakdowns of my edits for my promos. Mm-hmm. Where like I, I
4: like, to, like, theory behind it, like,
2: I go like shot for shot, talking about like the why I use this shot the way I did, how it flows into the next one, why like the music, like all that stuff. Basically, the, the entire breakdown, of like, the whole thing. So I'm trying to put that together soon, so I could have that on my Patreon. I'm <laughs> yeah, just reading now.
3: He's yeah. gone. <laughs> this is an accident. You guys don't understand. He is gone. Well, he's here all day, but he's editing and I can't bother him. And then this is the time that I'm allowed human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> right. One part of the day, I'm allowed to interact with Eric.
4: <laughs> well, we're trying to I, I
0: wish that we could have figured out something a lot earlier for a, a conjoined. Birthday stream because oh you God, guys birthday. Right. birthday. Yeah. yes, absolutely. May twenty fifth. Shout out to everyone. Uh, wow. We will be here on, July nice. on <laughs> Monday, May um, Maybe we can still kind of figure something Let's out. Talk about it. Talk yeah, I'll be in touch with you
5: for that for sure. Kelsey, let us know where you're at, babe. All right, you can find me at KelseyKens90 on Twitter and Instagram. um I also have my own YouTube channel. So, if you just search Kelsey Kirkland and click on my face, please subscribe. I haven't been doing as much on it lately because I'm kind of reevaluating what I want to do with the channel. So, but there will be posts, there will be live streams. Ladies' Night will be on there occasionally. So, please subscribe. Trying to get to 100 subscribers. And I also run the Call to Action Podcast Instagram. So, if you haven't subs- uh, followed that yet, please do.
3: Yeah. You know what? While we're here, video Drew, Drew let yeah. us know where we can find you at. Usually, weird, like usually this, it's weird <laughs> this is not my channel. I'm like, I'm about to ask you where you guys can plug class. Guys, apparently I made it to a thousand subscribers. <laughs> um, All right! Sure, sure. I don't know. I can curse on this one. Um so I made it to a thousand. I was really sick last week. So I, I wasn't I like had a fever and, and I just broke it, literally just broke it today. So high five on mm. that. Yeah. Germs. Germs. Yeah. yeah. So I made it to a thousand. So video drew across all social platforms here Mondays and the Thursdays for the ship our thing. And then Tuesdays, tomorrow nights, I'm gonna be hosting cinema bias like I normally do with Alex Mack cool. And we're reviewing Pulp Fiction, a movie she's never seen. Yeah. A movie oh. she's never seen.
0: I cannot, yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait <not>. to hear it. <laughs> Alex's review on that. Okay, okay I'll like go. It, Alex, I, Alex. <laughs>
1: I love Alex. I love Alex. Alex, I love hurts, my Alex soul. Too. It hurts my soul with some of her, uh, some of her misses <laughs> she has and some of the reviews she has. But I love her anyway. So, she, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I mean, I I that her takes on movies are hot takes, but her takes on movies are some hot takes. Yeah. Um, yeah, are hot takes?
2: Yeah, so but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but congrats, yeah. Congrats to Alex for getting the uh, co-hosting gig with uh now the outlaw. How John crazy Oga
3: is that? Outlaw, yeah. I'm sure it would have me if I was able to wake up early. <laughs> <laughs> uh video drew
0: think, uh, before we transition over, um do you know the rest of your chart signs? Like, do you know your uh, I know you know your sun sign. Your sun sign I'm a, I'm a video drew rising and
3: a video drew moon. So I <laughs> think that's as far as Surprise. I got. My parents did my charts. Come, back. <laughs> my parents did my charts when I was born, and they were like, "Oh, she's gonna have a really good sense of humor, but be very dark." I, <laughs> so that's like we'll, we'll wait
0: until after we come off of this. Yeah. I, you know, your son, your actual rising, and your. I, I actually don't. I don't know what I can. I can text my mom, but she's asleep. The, you can text me any uh, the information. I will figure that out for you. No, I would, I there's, a big,
3: there's a big chart, and I just I just never learned. I'll, I'll, I can do that for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, cool. Paul, is my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio. where can we find you out? Let us know what you got going on, Paul.
1: Yeah, Paul, I'm just for DiNuzio on Twitter and also on Facebook. You can find me running the Team Action Patreon, the Action Industries Patreon, patreon.com slash Team Action. I've got a lot of cool stuff happening. The, the general debate is happening on Thursday on Action Industries. Uh, it's a show I host where we, the generals of the Action Army debate something this week. It's going to be the best Tom Cruise movie. We have some cool selections there, and I think Alex Pacino is going to be maybe making an appearance on that as well. You um, we should have spoiled that, but that's all right, I will.
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: also, you can find me on Class Action on the same channel, Action News YouTube channel, me and Richard Eric Charby. Uh We do a show weekly, basically putting up two uh, opponents against each other, movies versus each other, franchise versus each other, I believe... Uh, I'll say here we might change our mind, but we're going to do Harry Harry Potter franchise, The Wizarding World versus the Middle Earth franchise. Wow, uh, breaking down those and see what we can do. That well, there's an obvious
3: answer there, and it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, move the person.
1: That's fine. <No>. Right. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> we uh, the great thing about our show with that is actually sometimes a lot of times we'll go in with one definite answer, but the way we make up these categories, we try to make it so more even a little bit, so it ends up being more of an interesting debate that way. We'll have to see how it goes down though. We haven't discussed the categories yet. We'll find out. Uh, and finally, before I go too long, I also opened my own YouTube channel called PLD Projects. I'm doing a walkthrough of the V franchise from the 1980s sci-fi show V, and I'm about to start imminently in the next week or two, maybe going through the Harristons. Of course, every film in the Ed Harris filmography I will make <laughs> you love Ed Harris. I'll make you love Ed Harris as much as I do if I can if I have any chance at doing so so that's you right. know what
3: I will I'll give a little Easter egg here which is one time I asked Eric what the nicest comparison to a movie character he ever got was because I always like being compared to like movie characters. Whatever, and he said it was the time I compared him um, to Ed Harris in Truman Show because I feel like that's a
1: good job. And- oh, that's awesome! That's very true. You are Kristoff.
0: Yeah, I love
1: that. <laughs> I love it. So.
0: I do. I love that. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in on this Monday. You know me; it's your girl Danny Joy. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy D A N I E J O Y. Also, subscribe to my channel uh, where I will be doing Watch the Book and the Padawan Chronicles all of that good stuff, a lot of other stuff going on on that channel that will be up sometime this week, I promise. So we will get that in there absolutely 100% for everyone on the Call to Action uh, channel, for everyone here tonight on Chill to Action. Thank you again so much for tuning in and hanging out with us on this Monday night. We will see you next week, same channel, same time. Late to the party. Late right to the
1: party. Late to the chat, but we love <laughs> you here anyway. As we love you
0: so much, <laughs> y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week again, y'all. And as always, we salute
3: you. I'm sorry
1: before I say that we' I gotta break up. Fuck you. <laughs> I love you, but you can't. You can't possibly
3: see y'all next week, y'all. Bye. <laughs>
4: Bye.